All right, episode 21, America's Hometown Horror. It's officially of legal drinking age, folks. Damn it. I didn't know you were going to have that joke because I was going to, I almost butt in with the same joke. Damn it. I just put that on my Snapchat. Cat, I have to give Cat credit for the joke. Yes, Cat came up with it. First. I I didn't see it. it First. So I technically came up with it first, too. There you go. I'm merely (laughs) piggybacking off your joke. But yes. Hi, Only a, a few more episodes in America's Hometown Horror can rent a car. Oh, 25. Yeah, 25, yeah, 25. because that makes sense. Yes, so episode 21 of America's Hometown Horror is brought to you, uh, as the previous 20 episodes have been, by Shine Through Window Cleaning. Shine Through Window Cleaning is a family-owned and operated company proudly serving Plymouth and the surrounding area. They treat your home or business like they would treat their own, and they believe in building their reputation on every job they do. Get in touch today to discuss your window cleaning, gutter cleaning, and power washing needs at 781 781- 812-9189 at 781-812-9189 or at their brand new website Andrew what's that website shine through windowcleaning.com.com shine through windowcleaning.com that shine t h r u window cleaning shine through window cleaning shine through shine through we stepped up the game and got a dot .com there so. you go buddy. nice nice What is up? Welcome back, everybody. My name is Mike. I am your host. This is another episode, as we alluded to, episode 21 of America's Hometown Horror Podcast. And you know my co-host by now. I have Andrew and Kat here with me. What's up, guys? Oh, living the dream. I feel like I say the same thing every time. Well, you yeah. should come up with something I, else. I, I, I think I panic now, and I'm like, I can't think of anything to say. I'm like, mm. I was like, what's up, guys? Or fucking... You should have all- your own like, little tagline thing, and it should be like, what's up, Andrew? And you should be like, ah! You know, like some stupid, like, crazy... Some, what's up? It should be what's up, and then scream? Yeah, okay. it's, it's the event's Hometown Horror Podcast. What I, would, uh, I would stop listening immediately if someone did that every episode. Yeah. Okay. I mean, maybe, but... Cap! So oh, you. Can I do? Can I? Can I maybe make a tagline right now? And what's be your? Like, all right, yeah. What's your? What's up? What's, <laughs> I've never heard that before anywhere. What? What's up? I've well, never heard that before anywhere. From scary movie with this. I, I was it's, being sarcastic. Oh, all right. Yes, I've heard that. So then, that's plenty of times. Not before. really a funny one to do. No, it's funny. It's yes. That's your tagline though. What's up? You say what's up? Okay. I think I might. All maybe right. So for a little bit. I'll see. I'll test the waters. Give it your best. What's up? In three, two, one. What's up? <laughs> Not much. What's up with you? Uh, nothing really. Yeah. Um, just snacked on some kale chips and um, <laughs> like a basic, trying to pick them out of my teeth. Like a, <laughs> like a basic bitch. Just a bunch yes. of white people eating yep. kale chips here on yep. America's Home. Drinking my wine, hanging yep. out, ready yep. to talk about tonight's topic. Very yeah. excited. Yeah, I'm excited for this one too. This should be good. But uh, you know. Another week in quarantine, another week of the same monotony over and over again. Uh, But yeah, we have an interesting topic tonight. We're going to be talking some Black Mirror, which is a show that all three of us love. But before we get into that, balls deep. Is this going to be... Sorry to interrupt. Um... Is this going to be one of those other things where you're going to define why it's horror, like you did with the... Um... I think we probably should. Also, okay. you do realize yeah. that... I was just wondering. Your no. tag lot, like your lead-in, that was Budweiser created that. Budweiser. Yeah, not Scream. Scream did. No. Oh, no, they had the frog. Was they it a did it? No, 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 no. It's, it's a, it was a Bud Light commercial yeah. that they parodied in Scary Movie. It wasn't even in Scream. No, I meant oh, not Scream. Scream. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, scary yeah, movie. Yeah, scary, yeah, scary well, scary movie. movie when they're talking about Scream. Yeah. Wow. 
I was so confused by everything you said when you started that I had like I was like Google searching. I was like, I'm pretty sure Bud came up with it. No, yes. Bud yeah, did, did come up yeah, with that. Yeah. I just remember because we just watched Scary Movie recently. As we drink a Bud Lights. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. Shout out to Bud Light. Want to sponsor so. us? Want to give us a few thousand doll hairs? That'd be pretty. Sweet. Or just beers. I'll take I, beers. All right. So before we dive into Black Mirror, a couple of uh, news items and updates since our last episode. If you are a regular listener and you checked out our episode from last week, you know that we talked in depth about Miles Standish State Forest right here in America's hometown. And since our listeners are so awesome, I've talked to a few different people over the last couple of days since the episode is released, and we found out even more information, uh, more creepy shit that's happened happened in Miles Standish uh, that you may have already seen if you follow our Instagram page or our Twitter page or our Facebook page. So I had the opportunity to speak with a former park worker. Uh, he worked at uh, Miles Standish State Forest back in the summer of 2001. Uh, he DM'd me and told me that there was a bunch more, you know, weird, macabre shit that's going on in Miles Standish than even we covered. Uh, one thing that he did point out to me was that back in 2018... There was a discovery of what is called what was called the Elmo tree. Okay, interesting. So basically, somebody took a random tree in the middle of Miles Standish State Forest and pretty much decorated it with a few dozen like tickle me Elmo dolls. Sounds about right. And somebody discovered it, like a random hiker discovered it. Were they the? Uh, they so they were the tickle me Elmo dolls. So they you I could think push there was out like go, I, I think some. Elmo. I think they said some of them were. Some of them were. Some of them were. Some of them just were like regular ones. But you know, be a cool lot if of they them had were. like changes. So it was like he he he. Oh my Elmo. god! Talk about even <laughs> creepier. But yeah, so this hiker found this uh, this Elmo tree and took pictures of it and said, "Wow, this is really weird." Uh, posted about it in a Plymouth Facebook group trying to find out information. Couldn't really find anything. Uh, and once it became, you know, once it went viral, it got picked up on a few different news outlets. Uh, one very popular paranormal radio show and website, Coast to Coast AM. Oh, very pick, good. Yep, they picked like up on it. They had an article about it, which is where I pulled a lot of this information, including the pictures that I posted on Instagram. And uh, basically, once this went viral, the hiker went back, or hikers went back, and all the Elmo dolls were removed. Completely gone. Nobody knows who took them down. Nobody knows anything about the origin of this tree or why the fuck there were so many Elmos in this tree. And I know for me, for me for one, if I saw that, that's some fucking weird shit. Wouldn't you think it was like some park ranger that came and took them down? It this was like fuck. Very well could be. after Because it happened honestly. after they started talking about yes, it. Yes, yeah. So... Th- it would most likely be well. It could be a park ranger. I like to think. Of, I like to think of my imagination. It might have been something more nefarious. Um, oh maybe someone no that uh, sells Honestly, things on eBay. Nefarious. Someone no. that sells stuff on eBay was probably like, "Oh mm. my god, these are worth a lot now." Yeah. Miles Standish wants people to visit there. Why would they ever want to like? Yeah. Have people visit there because of some weird Elmo ritual? Like, yeah. I mean, that's not their their draw for that. Well, I mean, I think any way they get people to the park would be a good thing for them. But now, yeah, see, I understand uh, what you're saying. Yeah. A good draw would be a Cookie Monster one because you just go there, eat cookies. That'd well, be awesome. it was even just hard to find information on there because I think that like a lot of it, they just kind of I I don't know if they do it intentionally or not, but I think it's kind of buried. Like a lot of the things that even like the person who reached out to us said, like there that was information that I didn't find when I researched yeah. it. Like it wasn't there. Well, like I mentioned before, though, it is kind of strange just because it. it a pretty reputable paranormal news source did have an article about it, which is why when I, I I'm surprised I didn't find anything about it when I googled it. I'm I'm, I'm kind of shocked 
Frankly, I was going to say shame on you, Michael, for not. Yeah, right? shame on me. Shame Ooh, on me. I guess. Shame. Yeah. Jesus yeah, Christ. Shame. 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 Yeah, but uh, I thought that was creepy. Shame. He also mentioned that back when he was working there, there were a few suicides, uh, you know, other things. So yeah, Miles Sanders is a creepy place, and there's a lot of weird shit happening. I there. mean, he could have been referring to the correctional facility stuff that we talked about for suicides. Uh, I think he was talking about something different. But technically it would have happened in the forest because that's where the correctional facility was. And I think there were a few more after that. Anyway. What's weird about this, though, is because the more I think about it, I thought published authors did more research than than that. I thought podcast (laughs) hosts projected their voice better into the microphone. Uh, Apparently not. Burn. Burns. Burns all around. Well, uh, hopefully I was loud enough to hear me say what I said. Yes, yeah. Whatever. You definitely heard. You definitely heard. Uh, yeah, so creepy shit there. Check out our episode on Miles Sanders State Forest if you haven't yet. It's called Spirits of America's Hometown 2 Electric Boogaloo. You can find it on your, your, uh, all your, all your podcast platforms. It's a good one. It's yes. a nice, it's a nice one that relates back to our America's Hometown. Yes. Think, you don't think we'll get sued for doing that, do you? I don't think so. No, it's an opinion mm-hmm. piece. It's... I mean, they, uh, I don't know what they no, not, try no, and sue no. us for. I was talking about the name. Wouldn't really get too much. Electric Boogaloo. Oh, I feel like a million no. things call their yeah, sequels that's true. Electric Boogaloo, so, I mean... Try, hey, uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Right. Charlie McDennis, too. Electric mm-hmm. Boogaloo. Uh, so uh, we never actually posted a picture of our basement slash podcast studio. We actually have a Charlie McDennis board hanging uh, right behind where we're recording right now. So if you're a fan of Always Sunny in Philadelphia, like we are, uh, awesome episode, awesome show. Um, I know we always go around the horn since the last time we've recorded and uh, see if there's anything interesting that we've watched. So, yeah, we always talk about things that we've watched since the last time we recorded. And while this isn't horror, I would say not really at all, uh, Kat and I had the chance to check out Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, finally. Yes. The new... It was great. The newest, I should say. It came out in 2019. The newest Tarantino movie. It's on Stars right now. You can watch it with, I mean, awesome cast. DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, Timothy Olyphant, Luke Perry... Al Pacino. Al Pacino. So many <laughs> huge ensemble cast. The movie was great. Did you say Leonardo DiCaprio? I did. Did I you mean, say Brad Pitt? I said them both. Yeah. They're it's great. another episode of When the Co-Hosts Aren't Listening. Yeah, no, I'm looking at Kat. the dog. Yeah, I'm not yeah. even looking at you. I'm so sorry. if you don't know about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it's basically about DiCaprio and Pitt. Uh, they're both actors and stuntmen in Hollywood in the 1960s. At the same time, the Manson family cult was operating in Hollywood. And... Basically, the Manson family cult intertwines with. Did you see this already? The events I haven't in their lives. I was gonna say we shouldn't talk about. I'm not gonna spoil the whole thing, but uh, I will say the stuff that does involve the Manson family cult, specifically when Brad Pitt goes to visit the Spahn family ranch where the Manson cult is staying, Mm -hmm. probably one of the creepier scenes I've seen in a non horror movie in recent years. It is awesome. It was almost like a Hills Have Eyes-ish kind of weird, deserty. It was, yeah. yeah, it was, you should watch it, Andrew. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it. Not like Radioactive Mutants, but just like creepy setup, like cult the, fucking yeah. weirdos. I know, I know I need to like, watch it. I just, yeah, I, I love them. I'll get around it's to it It's not at some like, point. did you watch The Irishman? Yeah. The, I felt like that was very long. And it took a while to get to like everything. This is a, a long movie, long. but you feel like it goes by it's, so quick. There's it can't so much be long. It's not stuff. long enough. It's something. It hums. It, yeah. It's two hours and 40 minutes. It's totally a Tarantino movie. Uh, a lot of dialogue. And actually, probably one of his least violent movies until a couple of scenes that I won't spoil because I know you haven't seen it. 
But uh, great movie. Can't recommend it enough. And the Manson shit is very creepy. Uh, so I feel like they didn't get into it. I mean, they did. But I wish they kind of got into the background a little bit more. Well, like, it was... It was meant to be subtle, I think. Like It's kind of assumed that you know all of it beforehand. Like, mm-hmm. if I didn't know... If I didn't listen to that podcast about Charles Manson on our six-hour drive home from Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. I would have no idea, like, any of that backstory. Yeah. And they don't preface any of that. Well, I mean, it's just assumed that you know that, which I'm sure a lot of people do, but for, like, well, I mean, a younger like, audience... Every, you can stream so many things right. on every, you know, evangelicist or... Not evangelicist. <laughs> race Evan, <laughs> even, evangelical? Not even any, not even any of that. <laughs> um... Like serial killers, <laughs> serial killers, like uh, cult leaders, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, in which Manson isn't even a serial killer. He's a cult leader. He physically didn't, didn't kill, kill anybody. anybody. And you, He's but the cult I feel leader. like you get that. Like, if I went into this movie and didn't know that, like, mm-hmm. I would have went in blind being like, what is this? This all people live in. Like, you'd get, like, the culty kind of feel, but, like, yeah. I would be so confused if I had no idea, like, mm-hmm. the background story to this. Well, yeah, and I mean, so... It was the, way the cooler name, going into it, knowing the background. Story. Of course. Like The Invitation. I love that movie. Yeah, that movie was awesome. I didn't see that movie. That's good. It's on Netflix. It's really, really good. That's another culty type movie. But yeah, the, the name Manson isn't mentioned once in the entire movie. So it's, you know, they basically expect you to go in with some some knowledge of what happened in, in those events. Um, but yeah, and it, actually, so fun fact, another show that I love, Mindhunter on Netflix Charles Manson was in the most recent season, and the guy that played Charlie Manson in that show was the same guy that played Charlie Manson in this movie. Oh, well, uh, you know what? He looks really familiar. I was like, yep. "Wow, he's a real good Charles Manson." Yep. I was like, "I can't wait." Looks for season just three fucking like him. Hunter when that so unfortunately, they think that it? uh, it's going to be delayed for quite a while because David Fincher is the executive producer for that show, and I guess he's got several projects that he's committed to before he actually is committed to making a season three of, of Mindhunter, So we might be waiting for a little while. Okay. Un- it's like two years in between the last one. How much? Yeah, longer? it was a while. Longer than that, they can fuck off. Yeah, I love that show, Can't though, that I hope me. it comes back real Can't soon. do that to me. Um, okay, so, yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, check that out. It's awesome. A couple other quick things. Uh, a few weeks back, we talked about the possibility of a Scream 5 being made. Really? Oh, mm-hmm. we did? We did. Oh. Uh, possibility of Scream 5 being made. Is that confirmed? Uh, it's in talks now, and the latest piece of news to drop is that uh, Nev Campbell is in talks to return in Scream 5. That would be amazing. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know awesome. if I could picture a Scream movie without, without her, her, to be yeah. honest. I feel like if they, if they got rid of her, it would be a reboot. Yeah, it would be a different a, a movie they were calling Scream that wasn't really a Scream movie. What else does she have going on right now that she would say no? I, really I mean... <laughs> she was in a season of... What is she doing right now? She was in a season of House of Cards for a little bit. Yes, she was, actually. But I haven't I seen her in, like, that. anything. Oh, yeah, that was the first time we've seen her in a long time. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know what she does. Yeah, so... Maybe she needs something. I mean, if... Honestly, the whole Screams, like, series, trilogy, whatever the hell you want to call it, it's... It's a moneymaker. Why yeah. wouldn't you be in something with the Scream label on it? Yeah. I mean, I don't know why she wouldn't, but... Yeah, so Nev Campbell, Scream 5. I love cool. me some Nev Great. Campbell, so love awesome. to have her back. Wonderful. Last item. So, uh, some of you, some of you listeners, may have heard of a movie that came out. It was very popular a few years ago called The Conjuring. Yeah. Very, very popular. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you know that The Conjuring house that uh, this allegedly took place at back in whenever it took place, the 60s or 70s, 
is located in Burlville, Rhode Island, which is uh, probably less than an hour drive from I here. I think I did know that. I think oh, I yep. remember you telling me that. Yep. I've actually driven by it for work before. Yeah. And, and uh, it's creepy? They will not let you anywhere near it to take pictures really? or anything else like that. So the Conjuring Do House... people live there? People, Do you know? Uh, so somebody, uh, paranormal investigators, a husband and wife paranormal investigator team bought it last year uh, with the intent of using it almost as like a tourist attraction, giving tours, having TV crews in, that type of thing. And a uh, little something to tide you over during this quarantine. So starting... This weekend, which by the time you listen to this, it, it's uh, you'll be in the middle of it. They are doing a 24-7 week-long live stream of the inside of the Conjuring House. Oh, wow. So you can actually go onto a website and you can see live into the Conjuring House and see if anything spooky happens. Like the fish cam for the herring run! Like the fish cam for the herring run, <laughs> yes. If you're a Plymouth resident, you know the herring like to run uh, down by the Jenny Gristmill. Luciosa's Pub. Love you. Luciosa's. Miss you. Can't wait Miss to see you, you again. I've yep. had takeout a couple times. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So you can watch The Conjuring What House. is that from? It's from uh, Letterkenny. Yeah. Uh, Gail. Yeah. You know, yeah. the lady yeah. that's behind the bar. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. Like, weird sexual moves, and she's like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the horny lady. Yeah. Jesus. I love her so yep. much. Yeah. Yeah. So The Conjuring House. You can watch it, folks. That's what I got for news. Anybody else watch anything cool? Have anything they came across? Anything interesting before we jump into tonight's topic? Um, I watched, I rewatched, I haven't seen it in like 15 years, maybe longer, probably longer. The Score, you ever see that? With De Niro and Edward Norton? Yes, I not like for I've a long seen that. time. Yeah. I don't know. I, I remember liking it when I was younger, and I still like it. It was a good movie, well acted, but the ending, like, kind of left something to be desired. Like, I'm sure, I mean, that movie's so old. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can spoil it, I'm sure. It's not really spoiling it. Like, it's De Niro and Norton doing a heist together in mm-hmm. Montreal, and they're trying to seal some fucking scepter that's worth a lot of money. But Montreal. So they like, go through the whole process, you know, the heist, blah, 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 and Edward Norton holds up De Niro at gunpoint to take the thing from him while, while they're stealing it. He takes it from him, gets away, and De Niro must have known he was going to do that because he swapped it out with something else, and he gets away with it. And I was waiting for, like, Something what's the next happen, thing to happen? Yeah. And then just kind of, that's how it ends. He's like, yeah. fuck you, I got this thing. Like, God <laughs> damn it. This, you, what, what kind of an ending is that? Yeah. Boring. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie in forever, but that is a good movie. Good. I mean, anything with De Niro. Edward Norton's a great actor, too. I would uh, watch. I yeah. Edward Norton. Yeah, he's good. He's pretty much good in everything that he's in. American History X. Remember, the one, that's the one where he plays, like, he like pretends like he's an autistic janitor? Yes. It's that one. Yep, I know. I, I, I vaguely remember it. So maybe I'll have to give that one another watch. All right, but if uh, that's it, we'll uh, jump right into Black Mirror. Yeah, that sounds good. All right, so <laughs> Black Mirror is tonight's topic. Black Mirror, baby. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Black I Mirror, am baby. excited. So here we are branching out into another topic that is on the fringes of horror uh, that I personally consider certain episodes to be horror. Uh, all of the episodes to be pretty creepy in some way, shape, or form. But I know that we are all fans of this show, and I would like to hear if it, you guys both consider this to be horror, fringes of horror, not at all. Andrew, I'll start with you. Oh, there's definitely horror involved, I think. Yeah. That's a, yeah, that's a yes. I don't, okay. I'm not going to explain it because I don't think I... Well, I think so, too. There yeah. are elements of horror. There's, there's elements of almost literally everything. It's dramatic, yeah. comedic. 
horror. Well, the horror thriller, is even like psychological. And the ones that don't seem like they're technically horror, it could be horrifying to some people. Like one of my picks tonight mm-hmm. is like deals with you know. Real life situations. We know that, that you like, are terrified of real life things. Yes, indeed. That like you know, there's this you know, a lot of people have are obsessed with social media and have fears of their ratings and their followers and their feeds and whatever mm-hmm. the hell it is. So it's like I wonder what episode you could be talking I about. Know. So <laughs> it's I mean definitely horror and a lot of different. It's different ways of horror. It's mm-hmm. not like. Eh, it's, it's horror. Like, some of the segments are horror. But it's not just like a boo scare thing. That doesn't make a thing horror. It doesn't have to be boo scare. Well, mm. one of the episodes is kind of a boo scare that we're going to talk about. Oh, no, that, that's yeah. fine. I get what you're saying, but that doesn't qualify something to be horror. No, but I... if it's a boo scare. I, I just don't think this would be one of those typical things you would automatically categorize as horror. No, it's definitely not. It's not something you would think, yeah, that would... But the more you think about it, yeah, the more elements of it you see. I think so. I think so. Um, it's definitely more of a thriller horror. Yeah, it, it's it blends sci-fi, yeah, it's a... drama, black comedy, and horror very well. Yeah, it's very satirical. So basically, if you haven't watched Black Mirror before, it is an anthology series, which I am a huge anthology series guy. Love them. Loved the Twilight Zone growing up. Still love it. Loved Tales from the Crypt. Uh, love, well, not love. I really like American Horror Story. I'm a fan of the anthology they series. Bad seasons format. for American Horror yes. Story. Yeah, exactly. But it, it's a good way, basically, to every episode you hit the reset button. So if there's an episode you don't like, you can just go to the next one, and it's a completely new story with new elements. Right. And so a you don't have to watch plot. it in a sequence. And I would say that all of these episodes across each season are way different from one another. They all have a theme of technology being not as good for us as we'd like to think it is, and that it's ultimately what is going to be our undoing as a human race, which I think is the overarching theme of Black Mirror. But, uh, yeah, if you haven't seen Black Mirror, it's all I've on Netflix. I've been saying that for years. Old man yells at <laughs> No, but it's true. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so there's there are five seasons of Black Mirror on Netflix, plus uh, one that is considered a movie, which we will definitely get into uh black mirror was created by charlie brooker who is an english author and screenwriter uh, originally a comedy writer and political satirist and uh, he started writing this show and he's awesome this show is phenomenal well that kind of explains the first episode yeah exactly exactly yeah which i don't think made any of our lists but we'll it's a great episode great episode um i like the majority of these episodes there's only a few that i don't like but what caught my eye with this and why I kind of wanted to talk about it, we've been talking about maybe doing a Black Mirror episode for a little while. I saw in the news recently, with everything that's going on with the coronavirus, that Charlie Brooker did an interview on some radio station in England, and he said that, unfortunately, season six is not in the works right now, which blows. And his direct quote was, I don't know what I can say about what I'm doing and not doing. At the moment, I don't know what stomach there would be for stories about societies falling apart, so I'm not working away on any of those Black Mirror episodes. I'm sort of keen to revisit my comic skill set, so I've been writing scripts aimed at making myself and other people laugh. 
which I think is a weak excuse. Yeah. Just because well, the last everything that's going on sucked. So I mean, the last season was not and good. I, I think that that was probably heard by a lot of people. Well, there, there. I looked at. I was on IMDb for Black Mirror a lot today, and all three of those episodes in the most recent season are far and away, aside from one other one, the lowest rated by the audience. They that doesn't surprise me. Yep. Yeah, they weren't good. They weren't good. Um, I think there's always a place for a dark show at a dark time. I think it, it's catharsis. I think it's a way to, for people to vent. So, Charlie Brooker, get working on season six, bro. Yeah, stop pussyfooting around. Yeah, yeah. Is that acceptable to say? Yeah, you can say yeah, that. Yeah, you can say that. Pussyfoot. Well, that. We'll accept pussyfooting around. Oh, my dad and grandfather would say that for sure. Yeah, that's why I'm wondering if it's acceptable to say. I would say pussyfooting around, too. That's stuff no, I'm, you I'm would older. Yes, I've said it numerous times. Who I'm says that? Big pussyfooting guy from way back. You what are you talking about? He's all about the feet of pussies. Yes, exactly. Okay. So, I Moving guess, on. so what we're going to do is, instead of just kind of talking about every episode, what we decided we want to do was each pick our three favorite episodes and count down and talk about each of these episodes. Before we do that, I want to go around the Spoiler horn here. alert! Well, we should say, like, don't listen to this. So, Obviously, we're going to get yes, into them. If you so. intend on watching Black Mirror and you haven't yet, stop here, watch Black Mirror, and then come back and listen, because we're going to spoil all these episodes for sure. See, uh, it sounds like a dirty word because you have moose knuckle, camel toe, pussy foot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I guess it could be good. <laughs> <laughs> See still, where my head's at? Still on pussyfooting? <laughs> my I was like, you're still thinking start. of that. Well, no, because I was thinking that in my head, and I was like, wait yeah. a minute. I was starting to think of any other ones yeah. that have a I know, yeah. uh, appendage I know of the foot or hand included with a term for Much a like, uh, remember last episode, we were talking about the red-bellied cooter, <laughs> and uh, that sounds very oh, yeah. dirty. Yeah. So I'll ask... What each of your least favorite episode is of Black Mirror before we get into our favorite ones. Andrew, I will start with you. Well, since it's my least favorite, I have nothing to say about it because it's my least favorite. And I blocked it from my memory, but it was the one with Miley Cyrus in the latest season. I honestly think that was my least favorite episode, too. Yes, it should be. I'm sorry to to agree with you. And it's not just because it was Miley Cyrus, but it was mostly because of... Mm, kind of that she was in that, and it was just terrible. Well, and I think that it the was just hype, a stupid like, story. When they were advertising that season, they advertised the crap out of her being in it, and like yeah. you really looked forward to that episode with her in it, and you thought like it was. You did I? I, didn't I, I thought that, to that I I was looking forward to seeing how she could take on that role because I feel like she can be weird, obviously, and I think maybe she'd be good in some like wacky role in Black Mirror. I feel like that fits her, but like. It was such a letdown. Yeah. Such a letdown. Like, yeah. it wasn't even... It was awful. Yeah. It wasn't one of my favorites either. I think the only thing that kind of kept it off my worst list was the fact that all the songs that she sings are based on Nine Inch Nails songs. Um, yeah. Of course. Yeah. That's not a reason to not That's like, like a, Well, yeah, I mean... Well, I guess that has... Eh. Yeah. Is it like I'm, the music? Love even Nine though Miley Nails, Cyrus was singing bands. it, though? Wouldn't you call well, that like a butchering? They did that with Trent Reznor's blessing. So he was fully on board with her covering or doing her own version of Head Like a Hole. And I think there was, uh, what's the other one that they did? It's another one off with teeth. It's one of the last songs. I forget which one. But yeah, so that, that kept it off my Sorry. personal uh, least favorite list. My least favorite episode is also from the most recent season, and it is Swiping Vipers. I fucking hated that episode. Which, do you remember that one, Andrew? It's the one with the guy that plays uh, Falcon in the MCU, Anthony Mackie. 
You're and... like talking another language to me right now. Yeah. I have no I'm idea not a, what the I'm not a superhero person. The Marvel Cinematic you know, Universe. Blah, 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 blah. Right, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so basically, the, the story is it's two guys that basically love to play like a fighting style video game, also like Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat. They're, they were roommates at one point. They lose touch. They grow up. One guy has a wife and kids. The other guy's still kind of a swinging bachelor. And basically, video games evolve to a point where you can actually go into the game and be like presented as a different character. And so they play this new, like, an updated version of this fighting game they like to play. One of them is a guy. One of them is a girl. Uh, one of them is a girl, excuse me. And they basically just start fucking each other in the video game. You don't remember this one? You know what? I think I started watching that episode, mm-hmm. and I watched like 15 minutes of it, and then so that actually may be the worst episode because I didn't it even finish so, watching it. It was so weird. There must have been something it about it that like, I just was like, I'm not watching yeah. this episode. Yes, yeah. because I, I had already heard terrible things, and I that one started off so bad yeah. because the first episode of that season wasn't terrible. It wasn't great. I wouldn't lead in with it, but when considering your other two options to lead off the season yeah, with, that was probably it was your definitely best, the best one. What was the first one? No, the first one was this, was Striking oh, Vipers. Oh, this was the first one? The second episode was, I forget the title of it, but it's the one with the guy that played Moriarty and Yeah. Sherlock. That one like, was okay. That wasn't bad. No, it wasn't bad. On Black Mirror terms, though, not that great. Not one of the all-time no. great. Right. Yeah. It'd be bottom ten. And then Miley five. Cyrus was the third episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they only had yeah. three episodes, There was three. Right? Yeah, because they yeah. spent so much time making fucking Bandersnatch, which uh. I could fucking care less about. Oh, my God, that's in my top mm. three. Well, I think it's highly overrated. So I think, I think there's, I think, No, I think there's going to be some discussion here. So, Wait. Um, do I get to start, then? No. We're it's not my done. pick. We're, we're not done here yet. Um, <laughs> also hated also hated the Waldo totally moment. Oh, that's the one where the guy like dressed up in the suit. It's the the guy the guy vo- there's a guy that's like a comedian that voices like a cartoon teddy bear that yeah. ends up running for president. Uh, that's universally considered one to be one of the worst episodes of Black Mirror. I didn't like that one either, but Striking Vipers sucks. So yeah, now that we got the suck out of the way, let's uh, let's roll with our top three. So just go. We'll go around the horn here. We'll just go this way. So actually, okay, we can start with Cat. Oh, because I, we were just talking about Bandersnatch, yeah. and then you had to mention your little blurb, and then Well, that's not going to be your number three, is it, me? since you love no, Bandersnatch? No, that's my first No, one. We're, we're going in order, Speaking from of counting down from three to your favorite. Oh, did, Speaking of I red, just blew it, then. No, you didn't blow Speaking it. Speaking of red belly cooters, <laughs> Snatch. Oh, my God. Bandersnatch. Snatching so, up the bander. Okay, um, okay. All right, guys, let's let's go. Do you want me to start with Andrew with his third? Oh, it's so difficult, but go for it, because if you really... I you wanted to go, was. you wanted to go, and now you don't. I'm sorry. I was trying to help. This is what happens. Fine, put I the pressure on someone was, else. didn't I? Ugh. You are supposed to know what your three episodes I, I are. I forgot my third. All right, so I know my two. I'm going to put as my third favorite, my third most oh, favorite. I remember episode. my third. Okay, now. good. So you can go after Andrew. <laughs> yeah. So what's your number three? Why do you like it? Why is it great? Uh, my number three was probably the entire history of you, mm-hmm. which is first season, right? That was first season. That is the final episode of the first season. Final episode of that's the first a wacky. Season. That's a wacky episode. It's yeah. very wacky, but. Um, the main character, Liam, who I loved him in Rock and Rolla. Yep. He's really good in that. Yeah, he's been in a um, bunch of stuff. It's essentially where they have this implant that records everything they see, hear, and do. And they can, so it's like replay, a it. they can replay it on the television. Yeah. Which, fuck that. Like, there's a lot of stuff that you don't want to remember. And if you have the option to go back and watch it, yeah. like, 
you'd be very. It's like a backup it's sometimes of your it's brain, better, right? It's, sometimes it's better not to remember, but in other cases, it may be good for therapy to get people better because they can then watch their actions and what they did and learn from that as opposed to just ignoring it and thinking, well, that never happened because I don't remember it. Right. So there are, I think there could be benefits to that if that was eventually developed. But in general, I think it's just a bad idea for the average human being. But anyway, like he starts, uh, it's like a dinner party or something. And he's being really weird the whole time. He's really upset. Um, and he's like calling out. Yeah, because he just came. He just came from a job interview that yeah, he thinks he bombed. That he bombed, and his wife's ex is there, which and he doesn't know that it's his wife. His wife's ex at the time. Yeah, yeah. So he kind of confronts that guy because since he can replay memories, you can replay what is it like your masturbation bank basically like Ev- everything every sex thing you've ever everything every sex thing every i talk sex every sex thing <laughs> every sex thing i um, like a sex every sexual i like a um, um, every sexual encounter encounter yes we were actually you can this, replay we we were talking about this earlier because there's a scene in that episode where the main guy i forget his name he's having sex with his wife and they're both while having sex Watching in their minds. That's the one like scene another... that sticks in my head because yeah. it's so sad. Like, yeah. But that's just... but you know that that happens because I mean I don't know I can't speak for everybody, but when I've been <laughs> sleeping with the same person for like six months, you eventually get to this point in your head where you imagine maybe that's not like, yeah, that's I'm just being honest. Like you eventually get bored with having sex with the same person, so you got to put something else in your head. So if you could visually put something else in your head. Mm-hmm. Sex would be fantastic for your entire life. You could have sex with the same person for the rest of your life, and it would always be great because you don't. You'd be like pretending the, to have sex with someone else. It'd be like the equivalent of having sex with somebody and needing to watch porn while you were doing it. Right. That's it's, exactly. It's also it yeah, I'm essentially. Like, oh my god! It's like. Well, that's a Don Juan fucking problem, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but, so um, the entire history of you, great episode. That uh, <laughs> that's one of my favorites as well. Didn't make it into my top three. It didn't. No, it did not. Shame it was close. It was very close. It's not in mine either. I remember what's in that's mine. That's because one of yours is Bandersnatch. So I uh, also great twist ending in this episode too, with uh, basically the main character finding out that uh, his kid is not his kid, and it's uh, the uh, the ex boyfriend's kid, which which he beat the shit out of, kicked to the got to rewatch, to the dick. yeah. Oh man, he just like pounds an entire bottle of vodka and then decides to go for a drive. Oh, they do there's some, a lot. There's some memories I would never want to have of me being handboned yeah. and like what you sometimes I know. have Same. done. Like there's moments in your life where you're not proud of, and there's a reason you're yeah. not proud of them because you blocked them from your memory. Mm-hmm. Having access to those, I mean, if you like to fucking torture yourself, that would be fantastic. But see, like blocking, it. that was something that was in the episode, right? Hmm. Where you could block people. Was that in that wrong episode? episode? No, wrong episode. Uh, that was not that one. Oh. Not that one. Similar technology, but not in that well, one. Well, it's all, the whole show is based in a, essentially, it's like, is it a parallel universe where they have different technology? Like dystopia type thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Dystopia so all future. the, so that's what I like about the show is that like, well, each episode is completely different. The technology is the same in each episode. So that all right. that technology is available in all the episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. sort of. A little fun fact about this episode, uh, for a while, I don't know if it's still happening, uh, they were slated to try and adapt a movie based in this episode that was slated to be executive produced and starred in uh, by Robert Downey Jr. I read that. Yeah, really? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Don't know if it's going to happen, but we'll see. 
I'd watch any Black Mirror, anything ever. So uh, sign me up for a Robert Downey Jr. Entire History Review movie. So, Andrew, anything else on uh, the Entire History Review before we go to Kat for her number three? I mean, I basically got into it. Like, the general thought of it is how, like, is it good or is it bad to have that type of technology? And I think it does have – it's like a – it's got its pros and cons as well as anything Mm -hmm. else does. But that one, I think, is more 50-50. I think there could be benefits to having the ability to play back memories in your mind. But does that outweigh the negative aspects of that? I don't know. I'm going to say I would not want this. I wouldn't want it. I would <laughs> no. do what he does at the end of the episode when he fucking cuts it out of his fucking yeah. head. Yeah, exactly. I would do the same thing. But I think if used properly, it could be beneficial. could be beneficial. Like if you don't have the access to do it yourself, mm-hmm. someone else can be like, hey, you need to see what you did. Yes, not you being able to replay it over and over and go insane So you need an extra cookie it. to tell you what to do. Yeah. There you go. That's a reference to another thing. That yes, we'll talk cookies. About later. Yes. Cookies. Indeed. Cat. Gato. Hello. Your number three. Oh, sorry. What's up? What's up? Yeah, come on. Stick with your, um, uh, your say. I don't remember the name of my episode. <laughs> But <laughs> I'm sorry. Nose, you okay? You could have. Oh, it's looked, called nosedive. <laughs> Mike, no. Mike like at least know knows. the name of the episode. Mike's like Oz, you know, in like the Wizard of Oz. He just knows everything. So because yeah, you tell him. <laughs> that's why I say you're like we shouldn't talk about this before the podcast. We should so we can remind you of well, what you no, want to say. Well, no, he told me that before. I just forgot. I'm sorry. I, no, it's fine. I just like giving you shit. So nosedive is an episode that I think is really relative to today and social media and how social media is just, like, it drives me bananas. Like, I I wasn't even good enough at my job to do social media, so I ended up passing it off to some other person because it was, like, an afterthought for me. I hate, I hate social media. I hate being connected. Like, I hate the whole feeling need to post things like i i just it's ridiculous i am just over it like i feel like it was fun in college when it first came out and now i'm just like i'm kind of all done i mean i know i i might i don't know but technically as part of my job i need to have it and use it and everything so it's it's a double-edged sword i guess so you don't need your own personal one just no, I do Facebook. need a personal one because it helps drive the page even for, like, this podcast. Like, I help with the social media. So, I do need a... Uh, yeah. Anyways. Good excuse. So, this is interesting because this episode's about how people want to be perceived on social media and how many followers they have. And, like, it's so... But it's, like, real life where someone literally is carrying everyone in this little made-up town, wherever the hell they are, mm-hmm. is carrying a phone... They make an interaction with the person, and then they rate them based on their interaction with that person. Mm. And based on that, they can either give you, like, two stars or three stars or whatever. I think and it's, like, up to five stars or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And then, like, that's your rating, and that's your social status, and that's your economic status. Mm. That's everything. That's like, your credit. That is pretty yeah. much what what your life is. Like, your whole life is based on this little rating system and every little interaction you have with another person. Which, like, if you think that, that's that's insane. Like, your life is based on your social media account and, like, how... But then it's actually, like, then it blends real life with social media. Mm-hmm. So it's, like... Yeah. 
It's a huge idea. Yeah. Well, Andrew said it perfectly. It's essentially your credit because it helps you get approved for a house or a condo. Well, yeah. Like if you have a high social media That's rating good, in this, in this episode. Think. That's why like, she was trying to get it up so high was because she wanted to live in this, yeah. like, what is it? Uh, like so, an soda, an it was like soda like sopa. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Soda sopa. Yeah, and so basically, you know. Uh, Anyone knows what I'm talking about. I don't know what soda sopa is, but is I that just South Park that. episode. Oh, right, right. Oh, right, come right. to soda sopa. Yes, <laughs> very similar to that. But yeah, and it's just like this girl that's trying to basically raise her She's social status. So hard, and she gets invited to be a bridesmaid, or excuse me, the maid of honor, or maid. Maid of yeah, honor the maid of honor to in her this like wedding. childhood best friend. Yeah, who like kind of hates her now. Who has like a five star and doesn't really like her, but needed her for like the story of what her you, wedding uh, or whatever. What do you think you guys would be? I don't even know. I'd be like On a, a half scale? star. <laughs> People like, I, I hate you. Like, <laughs> I'd probably be somewhere in the middle, I guess. I don't know. I think I'm like a four. Oh, that's good. That's pretty good. Yeah, I you feel think you'd be a four. Yeah. I wouldn't be a five, but I think be a <sighs> someone's solid got an four. ego. <laughs> Pretty, pretty confident. You are myself. generally pleasant with most people when interacting. I think I am. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's you just, probably would be. To, in this, it's like pathetic to the point where like people are like after their interactions, if something doesn't go smoothly, they're like begging for a high rating. Like it's just so weird, and it's just. A but that's essentially like, like we we kind of live in that. Kind we do, of environment. we do. I mean, think about I mean, like Uber. Think about like Yelp, for yeah. example, right? Or like Uber. That's a that's another good one where it's like based. Your so like rating. you can rate your drivers, right? But your drivers also rate you. Do you know that you can they actually go you, into yeah. your Uber app and see what oh, your yeah. rating is as a as a as a driver? Yeah, or not rate, as a as a, uh, as a rider. That's Excuse why me. it's the same as credit. Your credit essentially determines your social status. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like it or not. Yeah, this it's one has a, a good cast too. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard is in it. Ron Howard's daughter and uh, the lovely Alice Eve plays the uh, the woman that's getting married. That's her friend from childhood, and Alice Eve is just uh, just lovely. Yeah, she's quite beautiful. lovely. She's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it just it, they pretty much show. You know, she has interactions with people that have "quote unquote" like lower social media standings, and they're happier. And yeah, go ahead. You know what's weird is that the person, the person that, that nominated the episode just walked episode off in the middle of it, just left. Yeah, and is now up. Oh, she's back. Yeah. I was like, oh, Sorry. for someone's third favorite episode, no, they just eyes leave. Were really dry. I had to Dry eyes. No, yes. no, that's all right. No worries. I just thought it was sure. funny. I was like, why is she? I leaving? was like, maybe they'll just keep talking and then yeah. we can just. Well, we did. Out. That's fine. We're that's talking fine. about you. So, you anything else on nosedive? Um, no, I think that that's definitely give it a watch. I think it's kind of like a real scary kind of thing that's kind of already happening in our society. Yeah. So I mm-hmm. think yeah, it's a good watch. I liked it. The show definitely. And that girl's super annoying. The girl that plays like the main. The Bryce Redhead Dallas girl, Howard. Whatever yeah, Bryce Dallas Howard. Howard. Yes. Yeah, she's Bryce in Jurassic. Dallas Howard. That's her name. She's you know that, Ron like, Howard, fairly famous oh, actress. Jesus. Yes, her. Yes. Yeah, she's in the Jurassic her World movies. Her smile is huge. She was in uh, the Village, Lady she, in the Water, M. Yeah. M. Night, M. Night Shyamalan. Cat, do her. I detect any gingerphobia? Gingerphobia? No, I'm gingerphobia. But I think she is just so fake because she's trying to get like her rating up. Yeah. She kind of plays that same. That. She kind of plays that same role in the Jurassic Park movie too. Like she plays the same, ca- like like mm. the stick in the mud, kind of like stuck up. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, for sure. But then at the end, she's just like raw. Do you think they write her those roles she's... because she has red hair? Maybe. Maybe. And most people. Assume... Well, she was in. Um, she plays Gwen Stacy in Spider Man Three. Sam Raimi Spider Man, the third one with the terrible one with Venom and Sandman, and she's oh, blonde I... in that. 
Could have been. Oh, a that was a terrible. Could have been a hair dye. I don't I know. Didn't like any. How, how did they make three of those? The first two were pretty good. The third one was awful. Were they? Yeah. I didn't like those. I don't. The second, really like well, the first one was okay. The second movies. one was the one that had like Doctor Octopus with Alfred Molina. That was awesome. That was the first one. That was the second one. The first one was with fucking Willem Dafoe as the Willem Green Dafoe Goblin. Was the Green right? Goblin. Yeah. yeah, that one. I just, you know what it is? I can't stand Tobey Maguire, so mm. I didn't like Yeah, this. I'm not a Tobey Maguire guy. He's the most annoying face I've ever seen. You know who loves Tobey Maguire? It's Who? Leonardo DiCaprio. You know they're like best friends in real what? life? What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's weird. Well, I, that doesn't mean that he's not a good person. Oh, I'm sure he's no. good. I just don't like him as an actor. actor. It's yes. fine. Yeah, I don't like him as an actor. You know who Leonardo DiCaprio likes? You know? Loser. Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire. I love Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio is kind of a loser, too. Don't you say that. Always complaining about how, you know, we got to be better for the environment while he's flying his jets around. Fuck Leo. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So my number three. Fake son of a bitch. Oh yes. Michael, what my is number your three number three? Is an episode called Shut Up and Dance. I don't know how to dance. Mm, I don't really know how to I'm dance. I'm bad at I dancing. can dance. Unless I have a little bit of booze. Yeah, you're a very good dancer. I'm a good dancer. I'm a good dancer, right Jerry? I'm a good dancer. Yeah, and that ain't helping either. <laughs> uh, so Shut Up and Dance was in, I believe, season three and it basically tells the story of a teenage boy who is blackmailed into committing bizarre and criminal acts by a hacker that possesses a video of him masturbating. Uh, Boy is then joined by a middle-aged man who is played by Jerome Flynn, who is, uh, you may know from Game of Thrones as Sir Braun of the Black Walter. Awesome character. Uh, And the hacker is also blackmailing that guy. This episode is just so, so dark. The whole time, you know, obviously we're getting into spoilers here. The whole, yeah, so uh, basically the whole time you think you're supposed to be rooting for this main kid because he's being blackmailed uh, because this guy has a video of him jacking off. And at the end you find out that you're not supposed to be rooting for him. Basically the, the kid and, uh, and Sir Bron of the Blackwater have to rob a bank. They, uh, they have to... The kid has to fight another guy to the death on video. Basically, this this hacker has completely everybody by the balls, telling them what to do because they don't want this footage released. This, even though it has to do with technology, this technology exists to this day. Uh, It's not anything that's far off or in the future. Somebody could remote it and videotape you through your webcam right now. That could happen, which is terrifying. So they can record us right now, and then can we get the video from them? No, they, they, they get Mike. They got Mike. They got our voices. Mm. Yeah, but they yeah. just got Mike. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I mean, perfect example of why people cover cover up their laptop cameras, um, myself included. And I know you cover yours up too. I like I don't like do. I don't like the the potential of somebody looking at me doing anything. Uh, let alone jerking off like this kid was doing. They just released a bunch of videos of you picking your nose. Yeah, I know. People like, you fucking nose picking. And they, uh, you know, the the twist at the end of this episode, which is just utterly dark and, and dreary, is that you think the whole time this kid was jerking off to, like, regular porn, and turns out after this hacker makes them do everything that he wanted them to do, he releases the videos anyway, and he was looking at child pornography. Yeah, because so, if it was just some kid yeah. masturbating to regular porn, mm-hmm. what you wouldn't be like, oh, I yeah. I'd be like, fine, whatever, that's my penis, I don't yep. care, I'm not gonna do, I'm not gonna commit crimes because of this. Yeah. Yep. Yes, indeed. So, yeah, that's my number three. A uh, couple of so Black Mirror is big on Easter eggs too. Uh, a lot of references to other episodes in each episode. So in this particular one, there's a connection to the national anthem, which is the first episode of the series, with the. Uh, the Prime Minister of the UK, where he has to fuck the pig. 
Uh, basically, on a computer screen, you see uh, Prime Minister Callow, who's the... I really that. didn't... This episode, like, disturbed me, I feel like. It didn't really, like... It's a good episode. I didn't find it As interesting. Like, Which one are you talking about? The one where he fucks the pig. Oh. I think yeah. you're about the one we were talking about. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, it's an Easter egg to that episode. Yeah. Oh. So he fucks a pig. It's gross. But I thought it was good. Basically, you find out in that episode, it's on a computer screen, that he divorce, he gets divorced from his wife because, I mean, how can you really come back in marriage uh, from can't. fucking a pig? Even if it's to save your daughter. I mean, you can't really ever... Haven't really we all fucked touch a that pig, man's... though, at some point? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Uh, there's also a reference to one, uh, 15 Million Merits, another episode from season one. And there's also a reference to White Christmas in here, where uh, on one of the computer screens, you see an ad for... One smart cookie, question mark, click to witness the kitchen tech of tomorrow. Oh. Yeah, so this references to multiple episodes in this. Interesting. And that is my number three, which brings us on to excellent, number two excellent. as a group. Andrew, I will roll to you, my friend. I had trouble picking my Rolled number two. Rolled me. Out Wait, of, I was like, we, I had trouble being like one and two. Can we do like a thing in between picks? Like, can we do like... How we do it for the fantasy football draft? This isn't like, different. This Black is Black Mirror, baby! <laughs> no, we're not doing that. Why? because no, I've said that once and I'm never saying it again. Oh, I thought it was kind of Actually, funny. Actually, I've said it a hundred times, but I... You know what I'll insert is the that. Black Mirror intro sound, like the... Ding, 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 and then, like, the screen cracks. Oh, okay. I'll insert that. All right, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. So, Andrew, what's your number two? After Black Mirror, Mel- baby. Hello, number two. <laughs> number two, you look so youthful and healthful. <laughs> Go on with the chlorophyll. After much <laughs> consideration, I was torn between my top two, so I went with uh, Black Museum. Great episode. It's uh, season four, episode six, and I think why you'll find a tie-in with my first one, too, is that it's an anthology in an anthology, because mm-hmm. it's the, the show's an anthology series, and this episode is how I like a, I like a lot of anthology movies and stuff like that, so this kind of plays into that like. It's about this girl... Uh, what's her name? Nish? Is that her name? Nish? Uh, I forget. I forget. But she, she plays she Shuri and I'm acting Panther. like I don't know what it says. It's written down yeah. in the yeah, newspaper, though, because I'm like, this makes it more interesting, right? <laughs> it's Nish, right? I'm, I I'm so. going off the cuff, but Nish, I am Nish. really, like, my notes, yeah. I can barely I don't remember what her name is, but she uh, But anyway, British. she drives to this museum out in the middle of the desert. Well, she stops it's at a gas the, station, but she drives out. Uh, so she stops at this museum where there's nobody in line to go in there. I forget why. What was the reason? Well, basically, because of one of the exhibits, it was like no, no. Why out. was no one there? Because they the didn't open the for tours until eleven. One of the exhibits oh. caused like some protesting and social media That's outrage. Right. So they had some so issues. there were yeah. So like you got attendance. Rolo Haynes, who's like this developer of electronics, like brilliant mm-hmm. mind. The acting, the guy that played him in that was perfect. Yeah. He was so creepy and just a, just a creep, a sleazeball. I remember him mostly from uh, Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny. There you go. <laughs> so I know you're a big Jack Black fan. Oh yeah, love Jack Black. But, he was um, also in uh, Penny Dreadful too. Really? As yeah. who? He was the uh, the constable that is searching for Josh Hartnett's character after he turns into the werewolf at the end of season one. He Wait, kills is there another the Penny Dreadful we haven't watched yet? Yes. Oh, we should watch that. Yes, there is. Go on with the chlorophyll, Andrew. So she goes to the museum and it's run by this guy Rollo Haynes and he gives her a tour of it. And um, from there, it's he shows her three different items that are part of the museum, and then there's a story on each item. So it's got its own. They're each like 25 minutes long, maybe. It's a fairly long episode. Yeah, it's, yeah. A little over, it's an hour. over an hour. So it's about you know 25 minutes each. I watched that today. 
Yeah, we you watched Black it. Museum. Good, right? Yeah, you like awesome. that one? I did. And Mike, Mike it's was fucked upstairs. up. It's just it's just and the I ultimate story of revenge and what someone will go to do it. Yeah, is what yeah. I like about it. But like you got the um, what's the first? one? I can't remember. The uh, first oh, one. Oh, this. So talk about horror. This is like an evil supervillain. Essentially, like you give him this power, like this doctor is given this he, like, headsets where, that, yeah. he, in order to help heal people, he is able to feel their pain, feel what the symptoms they have, so that he can diagnose their issue quicker. Great idea! What a what a thing! But he becomes so dull to pain that he needs extreme pain, and it turns into like he starts getting sexually aroused yep, by. Yeah. It. Like the guy goes out into like the alleyway and like murders this homeless guy viciously mm-hmm. just to feel his pain and it gets him off right mm. yeah and it's just that's so and that's how fucked they up story it. and like the guy's like he ends the story with like oh and now he's in a coma with like a permanent erection from that one mm-hmm. yeah like that's a museum <laughs> of, the guy. it's a museum like, of no, horrors so how it, this would be yeah. considered a horror anthology yeah. if you were gonna make a horror movie anthology this is the type of setting and way you would go about doing it so that first story, just a little fun fact, okay? I'm full of full of the fun facts tonight. Uh, that first story was based on a short story called The Pain Addict, written by Penn Gillette of Penn and Teller. Oh. Really? Yes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So Penn, uh, Penn Gillette is credited as a writer for this episode. Huh. Yeah. Interesting, huh? Very interesting. Hats off to Penn. Hats off to Penn. So that's, the one that, that's the one that doesn't talk, right? No, that's the other one. That's oh, the one that see, talk. that's the, Penn's the, the one with the long hair. Yeah. Like the, yeah. the, guy that, the only guy that talks. That's what's so funny about it is the guy named Teller doesn't talk. The guy yes. named Penn talks. Yes, exactly. exactly. Um, so that's like the first story that they lead you down. Then there's another story where it's about this um, guy and his girlfriend or wife or whatever, and she's in a coma, and they have this type of technology where they can transplant your consciousness into any object. So, in the museum, the object is a stuffed monkey. And the story is that this guy's ex-wife who was in a coma, he, they had a child together. He wanted her to be a part of the life, their life. So, they implanted it into this stuffed monkey and he brought it home. Well, first. And she could, oh, no, into him. First and they first put it they put it into him. him. That's right. They put it into him. And then he got so fucking fed up. Like, could you imagine that being with that? Um, that if I had Mike one, in my head you would, every day, I would, yeah. <laughs> I would kill you. I would absolutely kill you. Or myself. Yeah. I would be like, I can't well, even handle this. Well, he, I can barely he, handle he life by myself. Go on. He can't move days. on with his like, life. Like, you think, oh, yeah, I want this person involved in my child's life. That's what they would want. Yeah. Then you can't even have a relationship with anybody else. He tries to right. get involved, and that person's jealous. You were with me. Well, I can't fuck you. I can't like, do anything with oh, you except well, you, you're have you nag out her me. Boobs? You're and checking out her he can basically butt? put like, her on mute. Yeah. Right. Essentially, like, which is what he does for like years, months, yeah. years at a time. And the kid's like, which is like five, like four yeah, or this five poor, years old so now. It's like, like it's like the funny thing about these episodes is like you feel for both people, but you and like there's no there's no bad guy, right. there's no good guy, which is what I like about a lot of these episodes. It's like. You can understand the plight of each individual person. Right. Yeah. And it's very hard to who you sympathize with at the end, which is you what I think is which I think is a fantastic everybody. story. If you can make you someone feel bad for everybody but at the same point hate everybody. Yeah. That's brilliant, right? Yeah. If you ask me. I mean, yeah. That's yeah, there are no heroes and no villains. Oh, well, like, well there's villains, but there's no heroes in these stories, I would say. Yeah. There's plenty of villains, but and uh, so that's the second yep. story and the third story is um that's the one with like 
well, this is the reason she's there. Is one of the exhibits there? It's like a tourist attraction. Is right. She can, you can uh, her. It turns out to be her father is stuck in this cell, and you can electrocute him and sentence him to death by paying for it. It's like and a holograph guy, of him, yeah. and it has that same technology of the consciousness. So he's conscious of this happening. And he feels, feels it. it. It's as if it's happening over and over again. You get all these psycho, sicko perverts that come in and just abuse Racists, it. And they just Klansmen. do it to execute this guy. And that turns out to be her father, who right. she's exacting revenge for against this guy. And she basically puts him in that in a loop, essentially yeah. in one of those... It's. It looks like you ever have. Um, remember when you got to you like this little tiny fucking keychain thing, and it was like electronic, and you could hatch an egg. A tamagotchi. A tamagotchi. Or a gigapet. It looks like one Either of those. One. Or a gigapet. Yeah. yeah. Remember those things? Mm-hmm. Remember back in the nineteen nineties when you had nano pets and yes. gigapets? So it's like one of those little things, like yeah, yeah, yeah. on our keychain, and, and, and it's just the guy's the, face yeah. screaming in over a and over again. State of pain. Yeah, exactly. And meanwhile, her mother, which. Who was married to the man, the father, the person that's put in this situation, ended up getting a overdosing on drugs and killed herself because of it. Right. And she put her consciousness into in her, her head, mind, so she yeah. was able to get revenge for both her yeah. and her mother. Yeah. So it ties in that, nicely. Yeah, it was a beautiful episode. I yeah. Loved that. Yeah. Morbid it was. It was, it was. This awesome. this one just missed my top three because it's so dark, it's so fucked up, and I think you'll see a recurring theme here with my episodes that they're all dark. They're the darker ones. I like them because they're twisted. But uh, this kind of reminded me of, and Charlie Brooker said this was an homage to a Tales from the Crypt episode, because it feels like that. It's a story about, you know, kind of revenge on those who have wronged you in like a twisted and creepy way, right? And this one, uh, it was actually said when it came out, a lot of people thought it would be a fitting series finale for Black Mirror if it hadn't continued. It could have been because they might, might as well have just might ended as well it, have there. Stopped it there. Yeah. Because there are a lot of Easter eggs to other episodes. Pretty oh, much tons. everything in the museum is a prop or piece of technology from one of the prior It's like episodes. an homage to the other episodes. Yep. So, uh,. USS Callister, the one with Jesse Plemons, the DNA scanner from that episode is in the museum. The tablet from Archangel is in there. Uh, the We were talking about this, that episode, Hated in the Nation with the robotic bees. Mm-hmm. There's a robotic bee in there. Uh, an episode called White Bear from Season 2. There's a mask in that episode. That's in there. There's also a few other things. So, yeah, this, whole, this, is, this one's chock full of callbacks oh, fantastic to previous episode. episodes. Yeah. Like when I this made me longing more Black Mirror after this. Yeah. Like this reinvigorated me. Like because all the other episodes up to that point were good, and I have my favorites along the way. But that mm-hmm. one to close out a season, I was like, ugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they always pick such great soundtracks in these episodes. I love it. Like the soundtracks they go with. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, Gato, your number two, please. So my number two is Las Calitas. What? From, <laughs> from Black Mirror. Not the name. Las Calitas? What is that from? <laughs> San Junipero. It's called San Junipero. Las, Las, Las Calinas is where I was staying in the Dallas area when she came, when I was there for work for a month and she came to visit me. I keep calling Oh, that's so cute. It's mm-hmm. by accident. It's is that where you're going to go when you, you your memory's gone and you have no brain left? Actually, um, Lowry Steakhouse in that's Dallas. That's where you're going to go? Yeah, I, would go, go. I would go back there again. Forever. If you could live anywhere yep. forever. I would live there. I would live oh, there with, 
with the guys that cut their own prime ribs and the popovers and the mashed potatoes and the guys. Oh, it's awesome. It's so good. But anyways, um, yes. So San Junipero is my second choice. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, oh, my God, I cry every single time. It's not a horror Mm -mm. movie selection episode at all. Period. It's an awesome... So you like the feel-good episode? I love the feel... Well, this was, like, such a a random, like... I. It's something that you don't really think about, necessarily. It's about, you know, these... It starts off in this, like, party city, and you're kind of wondering what's up with it, and, like, there's a new girl, and she's like, hey, I'm new to this. Where am I? What am I doing? How do I get through this, or whatever? And there's another girl who's been there a few times, and she's like kind of helping her out along the way and then they they see each other every now and then you're kind of wondering what's going on and you find out that it's a elderly like escape that's also like an alternative to heaven when they yeah. or heaven or hell or whatever is in the afterlife it's an alternative that people can go to now when they die their chip which is the same thing of the cookie thing the whole theme of yeah black mirror you can have your chip thing like put into a vault almost and live in this alternative universe of las colinas yeah san junipero san junipero (laughs) (laughs) yes exactly so it's it's really cool because i mean like you see this girl's journey from the minute that she gets in there and like the people she meets and like the different places she goes and then she ultimately ends up there, and she meets this girl, Kelly, and they hit it off, and, like... Fall in love. They fall in love, they get married, and then all of a sudden, like, you know, she's debating because of her other life, like, her real life as an older woman, and she's, you know, was happily married, had a kid. She tells her whole background story, and it's, like, this sob story of, like, how she was with her husband, and her husband decided not to go to San Junipero because... Their kid died young, and, like, it's just, oh, my God, it's yeah. crazy. And it's just such, like, a heartfelt episode that, like, you you find love in, like, a hopeless place, you we know? love in a hopeless place. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's... <laughs> what song it's, is that? Uh, it's, uh, it's Calvin Rihanna. Harrison. Rihanna. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. You would quote that. I just and love it. It's such a like good. It's a it, I cry every single time because I know, I know it's at the very end mm-hmm. when like I f- I forget their names. It's Kelly um, and Yorkie. Oh, Kelly and Yorkie. So yep. when Kelly one's finally, named after a dog, apparently. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah, and she's wicked nerdy. Like it's so funny, and she like falls in love with this girl who's such a party girl and like it's all uh, I love yeah. the 80s flair in it and everything it's awesome soundtrack it's so... and this is phenomenal uh, awesome yes. 80s soundtrack but yeah I, I thought this one was cool too it, it's definitely it, it tugs on the heartstrings a little bit especially when you find out what's happened to these two characters you know Kelly like you said the one that's the party girl like she's uh, she's alive and has grown older and she's dying of cancer her husband of Almost 50 years, I think it was. Yeah, it was a long time. Had died in years prior and opted not to upload his consciousness into San Junipero because they had a child that died before the technology existed. So he thought there was, he just said, there was no way I can do that if there's a chance that there's an afterlife and our daughter is there. So she's struggling with whether or not to go into San Junipero because... What if there is an afterlife and the husband and daughter are there? So which, she's making the ultimate choice. Yeah, it of... gives you it gives you that that thought. Like, what happens after you die? What if there was this 
heaven. And she picks San Junipero, right? She does pick San Junipero. So, yes. Kind of makes me hate her now even more. (laughs) Why? She left behind the opportunity that maybe was there to see her dead child. But she was saying that she she doubted that that was going to be the case. Her body, her choice, right? Apparently. We're not good get good into... point. Yeah, yeah, let's not dig into that. I mean, but, there, I can, but you can see the parallel. Yeah. Well, then you also see why she's considering it, though, because the other girl, Yorkie, uh, you find out that she's been in a coma for almost 50 years because she came out to her parents as gay when she was, like, 21. Her parents are very religious and said, we don't want a gay daughter, so she, like drove off in a rage in her car and drove off the road and di- uh, not died, but she was in a coma. So pretty much she's lived longer in a coma than she ever has as a, as a person. That's and true, like, too. Yeah, oh and yeah. she goes into San Junipero, finds this girl, falls in love with her, and now there's the potential that this is going to all be taken away from her again. Right. Which is just, it's sad to think about. Ultimately, it's one of the few Black Mirror episodes that have a happy ending. But it also gives you hope that, like, you know, somewhere there is some sort of great beyond yeah. that's like a good place to go when you die heaven you is know? a place on earth baby. right and that's the whole song i love that song too yeah. and they play it so many times yeah. during that episode <laughs> soundtrack that is a really phenomenal. underrated episode i feel like yeah. like because yeah. that's i think that's actually in my top five i'll give that's so, a very good episode great. so off the board like great. it doesn't even it almost it belongs there but it but it's like happy it gives but the show sad. it gives the show it's, a different element that it yeah. didn't have before yeah. Yeah, they definitely they definitely tried to venture into new territory with this one. Yeah, and I think they should have done it more. Like with the new season, it doesn't always have to be. Fucking so the dark the episode this yeah. so one of the newer episodes this reminds me of was Hang the DJ. Remember that one? The one where they date for yes. like you go and like you're set up on a date and it's like you stay yeah. with that person for like a month. You can or whatever you, basically it is. they they pair you with a person for an undetermined amount of time. You don't know how long it's going to be. It could be a day. Could be a week. Could be a month. Mm-hmm. And this guy meets oh, this girl, and they that. fall in love, yes. and they determine that it's just basically a simulation, and they escape the simulation, and that's how they end up knowing that they're going to be together. And at the end, they both wake up from the, simu- the simulation, and they walk into a bar, and they see each other there, and that's where the episode ends. Yeah. So that's that's another episode like this. I really liked that one as well. That one was just Oh, outside. I would love to watch that one again. Yeah, that Are one's you- great. We can watch that. Well, it's so funny because, like, these episodes I feel like I could watch over and over again and, like, enjoy them just as much. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not one of those things that you kind of, it's like a one and done thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you can rewatch Black Mirror and be like, oh, I love this about this, right? You know, it's yeah. it's a good it's a good show. Well, most There's of them a lot are essentially to movies. The, yeah, exactly. Especially oh, yeah. the later seasons, like, they're all over an hour, so it's yeah. like, they're almost like, like mini movies. movies yeah. the same length. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, one thing I thought was interesting about San Junipero as a concept was... You actually got to determine what time frame you wanted to go back into in that city, right? So they initially start out right. in the '80s, and then basically she, you know, after Yorkie falls in love with Kelly, she goes back into the '80s, can't find her. Next time she goes back into San Junipero, it's in the '90s, can't find her. Next time it's in the 2000s, and you see like subtle things that show it's a different timeline. And they have, like DDR. Couple things, yes, exactly. So like the video games change yeah. that are in the club that they go to and all that stuff. She's like it's initially Pac Man, then it's Dance Dance Revolution. Yeah. yeah. Um but like for me, what couple cool horror call outs that I saw when they go back in the eighties, there's the same movie theater that's right next to the club they go to. When they go back in the eighties, there's a poster for the Lost Boys. Oh, outside the right. movie theater. And in the 90s, there's a poster for Scream. For Scream, I know. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. so cool. Cool. Very cool concept. Interesting idea. Executed very well. I loved this episode. 
Awesome. Good choice at number two. Yeah. Thank you. Very well, underrated off the radar. Thanks. I, yeah. I like it. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. We can talk like more than just horror like here, you guys. Yeah. Great episode. I, I love this show as a whole, so I, there's not really too many episodes that I don't like. My number two is Bandersnatch. Oh, get the F out of here. No, you can't do that. That wasn't your original three. That wasn't your original three. came way off the board on this one. Before I finish, I'm going to defer all conversation on Bandersnatch for right now because I know this is going to come up later in conversation. He doesn't want to steal everything you might say. Exactly. Well, yeah. Because it's like three exactly. things that you so, might that's say. Because that's my one other thing to talk about. We're going to talk about it. Yeah, yeah talk about something so, else then. So, we'll go back to that. And now we are on to each of our number ones. And Mr. Andrew. Wait. Oh. I will start with you. What? Oh, so you were the last. Never mind. I was the last number two. And now oh. Andrew is the first number one. Same order we've been in. Wait, but didn't you overlap with Andrew with one of them? Nope. No. He oh. changed his I overlap three. with you. I feel like he changed his three. <laughs> I was originally going to have yeah, the entire like you history. You changed of you. it. Yeah. But then you were like, or I was, don't want I was the same one. I was. Honestly, and I was torn. Snatch. I mean, that's all right. But... I know. We'll, we'll we'll get to my thoughts on it. We'll get to my thoughts. Yeah. Yes, I, your number one. I expect Andrew. more out of you, Michael. <laughs> I feel like we had the same top three, and you didn't want to have the same top three. Right? He totally did. Like this is when what we I first feel started like. talking about this, he changed his top three. I didn't change my top three, and because opinions know. are allowed to change uh, after yeah. rewatching. After rewatching, how many we episodes today? did you rewatch? Uh, we watched like four or five today. <laughs> yeah, we did. We watched San Junipero. We watched Bandersnatch. We, we watched we spent some time uh, on Bandersnatch. another one, which we'll get to. And we we rewatched White Christmas, which I think leads into something uh, you have to say. Maybe. Yeah, it's yeah. White Christmas. To me. Um, I love John Hamm. This was, yes. I thought this was this. So this was like its own like mini show thing. Like it was, it was aside from like. This came out like, in between seasons two and three. Yeah. It was it was it technically on part of season two when you watch it on Netflix. It was I a com- it, it was basically itself. it was almost like a Bandersnatch kind of before Bandersnatch, yeah. except oh, way I better. That. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it. I, I think good thing I Mike can that. Uh, Mike can say what I'm trying to say. He knows he can read what I'm saying. It's amazing. That's why I like him. Yes. Yeah. Aside from his hair. Oh, and well, his the being, being a published that he's author. He's going to let me cut. <laughs> oh my god! Right? I'm never going to hear the end of this. You're going to um, let me cut. Your head. So, White Christmas is a phenomenal episode. It stars John Hamm, who need no introduction. Who is John Hamm? Handsome, great voice. It also stars so rumored to have a huge hog, which can John only help. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite roles for him. Random thought is uh, a bridesmaid. Oh, he's John great. So good. No, no. Well, I, yes, no, he's going off. Coming off the board, I was yeah, like, I know, yeah. he's awesome in Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids. He's in yeah. it for like a small amount of time. Yeah, and he's just like his this badass fan. ex-boyfriend. He plays that episode. Like garbage. He plays that. He plays that character so well. He does. Yes. Anyway, off topic. So it's good John in the Hamm. town too. Good in the town. Yeah, he does play good in that. Sorry, I didn't mean to drop. No, that's all right. <laughs> I like the town, and then I don't like the town. Yeah, I like the town. Parts of me, it makes me feel like a douchebag for watching it. Yeah. No, Other parts of me, I'm like, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. But at the same point. It's way too Boston for me, even though we're from mm. Boston. Oh, dude, fucking back in the car. You're not from Boston. Shut the fuck up. No, I'm not. And bed. neither are any of them because they don't talk like they are. Well, sure. We're going to go do like something. Do. I don't need Let's... you to ask me about it. We don't need to talk about it. And we're going to hurt some people. Let's not get into Who's this. Who's Kyle we going to take? Anyway, the other guy is uh, Rafe Spall. He plays the other uh, leading role in that show. He's been in a lot of good movies. He was in Hot Fuzz. Shaun of the Dead, Prometheus, mm. and then um, he's definitely one uh, of like those guys where you see him and you're like, oh shit, I've seen him in like 15 other things. One of he's my like the leading guy. One of my guilty pleasure movies too. He's in is One Day with Anne Hathaway. Never seen it. Oh, devastating! Like dramatic romance. Like him and Anne Hathaway are 
in love throughout the movie, but they're always in a different place. Like something takes her where she is, something takes he where, him where he is, and they can never get together. And then they finally are in a time and place in their life where they're together and they're going to be happy. And then I can't remember. I'm pretty sure Anne Hathaway walks and gets hit by a bus. And that's how it, it's like it's total kick in the dick. Ending. Yeah, it's almost like the boy in the striped pajamas, but not even close because that's way worse. Yeah, you've seen that movie, right? I have not. No. I'm so I'm going way off kilter here, but Boy in the Striped Pajamas is about a um, German Nazi soldier or like lieutenant, whatever, and they get stationed I've heard of outside it. Yeah. of a. They're very close to a concentration camp. Yeah. And the little boy of the Nazi lieutenant befriends this child that he finds behind a fence in the concentration camps. So this little Jewish boy who's in the concentration camps. Mm-hmm. They just become friends. They talk. They sit there. They play ball. And then they finally realize he's like, I'm gonna he's like, I wanna see my friend. So he digs a tunnel, a tunnel underneath the fucking chain link fence and to spoil the ending, he gets on the other side and then all of a sudden the alarms start going off and they're getting ushered into the showers and they get they both the little children get gassed. Oh my god. It's the most horrific ending to a movie. That movie Jesus. is talk about heart wrenching, but yeah, that's, yeah. Oof, if you haven't seen that that's, that a good, that's good for a nice, yeah, uh, so I feel like a, a bag of shit for yeah. three days afterwards. Like if you got <laughs> bottles of wine, like, yeah. to... But oh, that's... Jesus. So why I, compare, why I compare that movie to One Day, I have no idea, but... Mm. Well, because Rafe's ball. No, he isn't right? in... He isn't oh, in. no. Oh, uh, I was comparing how I felt after seeing One Day as to how uh, I felt I after you, seeing... Got you, got you, got you. But okay. it's not even close. Yeah. Yes. I feel very insensitive for saying that. No, it's okay. Both involve death and tragedy is similar. Anyway... I digress. Um, so uh, another reason why I love this, it's a trilogy within the trilogy. Uh, not a trilogy, a fucking anthology inside the anthology. Yep. There's three little stories inside the main story, and they're all vo- all very well. I, I love, my favorite is the first story with John Hamm. He's like this online That's dating coach yeah. where he can see what they're seeing, and he can talk into their ear, and he gives them advice on how to pick up women and the um, person who he's training at this point is his first date, I th- like his first his first interaction with the right. service. So he's doing well. He's meeting people. He's at a bar, and then he finds this like outcast kind of like outsider girl who's sexy, but she's like doesn't weird. give a fuck and yeah. weird. Mm. So he's like, all right, go with it. So he's coaching him the whole way, and eventually, this kid ends up back at the uh, the sexy, lovely lady's house, and. She was so morbid the whole time, but he thought it was just kind of like a Part of front. Like a, yeah. like a yeah. front. Yeah. Like, this is who I am. I'm dark. Blah, blah, blah. Turns out she was very fucking dark. She essentially, it's a, like a murder-suicide. She mm. commits suicide and poisons him with a drink. And, like, he thinks they're going to have sex, and she's giving him alcohol, and she's poisoning him, and they die on her bed. He dies on her bed while she dies on top of him, and... John Hamm, who's the online dating trainer, has like eight other people mm. Skyped in basically watching the same thing to learn from it. Yeah. And he just... They all see it. It happens and they all see it and then he just starts deleting all his hard work. He so what he's like, doing is like he illegal. He said the same thing. He's essentially. Like, he said to everyone on the podcast, like, delete everything. Yeah, wipe, delete it all. Yeah, yeah. Wipe, wipe it clean. So he's... Well, and he, he's indirectly responsible for this whole thing because she catches him talking because he has an earpiece in too she catches him talking to john ham's character yeah 
and thinks that she, he's also crazy yeah. like her. And she says, like, before she kills him, she's like, oh, you've, I've seen you. You've heard the voices, too. Mm-hmm. They speak to me, too. And that, oh, Yeah, dude, that's like a red so flag, creepy. like, get the fuck out of there. Psycho. That's, see, that's got that horror element to it. Yeah. Yeah. And I like this one because now, so you, already John Hamm's been introduced, and you don't really know what you're like. Well, he's kind of a piece of shit, but he's kind of like, mm-hmm. could be a decent guy. Like, it's not well, a big deal. Well, and then I mean, they get it was into bad. That, it was wrong place, wrong time. Wrong time, like, but yeah, thing. but like yeah. It, it, it puts him in a bad light, basically, <clears throat> the way he handled the whole situation to begin with. He right. didn't contact the authorities, tell them what had happened. He just fucking ditched everything because he knew what he was doing was probably was illegal. skating yeah. the lines. Yeah, well, exactly. yeah. Um, so then it gets into the... Um, is it is, is it really three mini stories though? Because I can't I can only yeah. remember that one. So the last and, one is um, about the other guy that's there. Remember? But the second one, the second one is when he's training. It shows him when he's doing his job oh, training the cookies. The cookies. I yeah. always forget about the cookies because I feel like that's the weakest. But it's a good one. Yeah, it's still it it's still. But it's, the front, yeah. the bookend, the, the the start and finish really bring the whole thing together. Like it just shows his job. Like that he got afterwards or before that. Is that well, I feel like it was, it was so After. funny because, like... I, well, so he never got caught for what he did no, 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 until no, no. later well, on? Well, I think... So he mentions that, like, before he tells the second story, he said... So the guy says to... Rafe Spall says to John Hamm, so, like, that's what you did? That's what your job was? And he says, no, 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 that was a hobby. Oh, You'll never guess what right. my real job was. Yes. And then he goes into what his actual job was, which was training the cookies. Training the cookies, which is right. basically taking... So... I, I was, buy a I was house. The same way yeah. I was like, "How is this relating to that?" Like, well, I, I forgot about yeah. like I. It's such a. It, there's so long and there's it so many is, yeah, intricate there's a parts lot of to it that pieces, they all tie in. Yeah. And he basically trains cookies, which is where they take the consciousness out of you. Opt to have your consciousness taken out of you, but it's well, no, it's a it's a um, copy of your conscience, right? That they take and they plant in this little egg, which you know looks like an egg, it turns you into like a personal and slave, it, and inside that egg essentially has you and what everything you like. You know yourself better than anyone, so basically you become like, like your house manager, you right? Keep the like house you... like a Google assistant or yeah, a Siri, like almost. A Alexa, but you're a person, yeah. <laughs> except it's you, and you know exactly what you like, which is where they're getting with technology because they follow everything you do, so they kind of do know everything you like, um, which is fucked up, right? To think about, but he trains those and he implants them into people and. Just goes to show his job and how ruthless he is at it. Like, how well he is at getting what he wants and manipulating the situation. He's phenomenal at it. Would be the best salesman ever was. That's who he is at Don, Don and that's, Draper and that's, where, and that's where it ties into the final story is where he's essentially trying to get a confession out of Ralph Spall, who plays the other uh, character. What the fuck's his name in this? Uh, I don't I know. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. I'll tell you in a second. Keep going. But he's trying to get a confession out of him and... He has to put him at ease, and Ralph Spall doesn't realize that it's a whole. It's such a long story. It's really so. Too John Hamm's character about. is named Matt, and yeah. Rafe Spall's character is named Potter. Potter, Mister Potter. Anyway, um, <laughs> Harry. Hello, so it Harry. basically comes down to you. You meet this couple. They're not married or whatever, but they um, are having like a wine party and. His girlfriend's getting trashed, and there's an Asian couple there who are friends. They work with her or whatever, and the boyfriend um, is cleaning up afterwards, and he finds a um, maternity test, right? Pregnancy test. Pregnancy test. Yes. Like jumbling words. <laughs> no, you're, you're in the you're same right, ballpark. Right, yeah, I'm in good. the ballpark yeah, anyway. <laughs> so he finds it, and she's pregnant. He realizes it, and she threw it away, and he confronts her in the bedroom, 
And she's like, I don't want to have the baby. And he's like, well, don't I get a say? And they argue and he gets really upset. And then it's like, you ever been blocked on Facebook by someone? Yeah. It's essentially, you can and block people in real people. life. And, they, yeah. and so she blocks him, so essentially. And he just media. turns into a blur. And she can't hear anything he's saying. She can't see what he looks like. Yeah. I question what I feel like they leave out and they don't explain is, can you touch the other person? Yeah, that was the them. one part that was like, If he really wanted to go over there and beat the shit out of her, he could have. Yeah. Which well, would have like, been aggressive She can't anyway. walk but, through him. Like, well, no, because when, when she's street? trying to pull out in the car, he moves out of the way as if she could run him over. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm sure so, it's it's not like so, so how does this prevent any violence other than the fact that you wouldn't know who you're committing violence to unless there's right. only one person. Correct. So they should really just make that person look like a different person instead of a blur. Because then it's very easy for that stalker murderer to find that person. Okay. Come on, Black Mirror, let's get it together. Anyway, yeah. now I'm dissecting it for no reason because it doesn't It's okay. That. That's the point but, of the podcast. Brain cycling. It's going yeah, on other levels. Just, uh, um, just say your stuff. So, so she's pregnant. She disappears. She leaves her job. He basically kind of stalks her at her father's house where she's staying because he knows where he lives. And um, he, she had filed a restraining order against him, which means he can't come within a certain amount of distance or it will trigger the police to come get him, like essentially a restraining order that doesn't have to be reported by anybody because they know if you've yeah. done it. So he just sees. That seems like something ex, that might be good in real life. That would be, that, a, that would be very order. important. Yeah. That that could do well. Yeah. I but agree. like I said, disguise it as someone else. Yeah. Instead of mm. a big blur, which makes it obvious because most people, it's probably one person that they're blurring. blurring yeah. You know what I mean? I digress. So all he can see is this, his ex and who he thinks is his child being raised because she's a blur too because the way it works. And then he finds out because she dies. She dies. His wife dies in a terrible train accident. And um, with that death, so does the restraining order dies. So he can finally see his daughter. So he goes to the father's house to bring up Christmas present, which is a snow globe to the daughter. And uh, when he sees the daughter, she's uh, Asian. Which he is not, neither is his wife. So he finds he realizes that it was never his child. Five years have passed. Yeah. And he just Over finds five out years, just yeah. finds out. Just finds out that this isn't his daughter. So you got this guy who's trying to find his daughter for five years, can't ever see her, thinks it's his daughter. No one has the fucking balls to tell the poor guy <clears throat> it's not your daughter, because then he wouldn't have turned into a psychopath yeah. and stalked her. He would have moved on with his life had he known immediately. So this is where that whole blocking mechanism, this is the negative counterpoint to it. Yeah. Just blocking someone doesn't fix anything. No. It doesn't. You have right. to You have to take the problem and you have to meet it head on. You have to fix it. And that's the only way you fix anything. If you can just avoid it, it's so easy to avoid. To but that doesn't fix anything. Avoiding avoidance doesn't fix. I digress. Anyway. I love your so, words of wisdom, Andrew. I think that they're very insightful. I agree. So he realizes <laughs> I was this like, and I'm he goes in the house go. and he had sent the girlfriend, his girlfriend, all these letters that she never got because her father didn't want to make her feel bad and give them to her. So the father's defending him. He's telling him to leave and in a rage of anger, he just smashes the guy in the head with a snow globe. In front of the kid. In front of the kid, which is terrible. Awful. I understand. It's. I feel like that's a crime of passion. He was put in a situation like you can't understand the psychological right. issues that that and, would cause someone to that, think that yeah. you have a child and you can't see them because they're blocked 
and you can't even talk to the person that's blocking you. Wouldn't you even and say and explain like, "Hey, can I at least see my daughter?" But then you don't know it's not your daughter. If she had just told him, he would never have done half of this. Stuff. I think any if, of it. Even if the grandfather, if he intercepted those letters and like just wrote him back, he's something, guilty. He should have been. He should have. He. You know what? You said, got what came to you. Karma's yeah. a bitch, and I, mean, I think that's what this show. Yeah. That's what I'm saying about the show. Is it makes yeah. you. There's no villains and there's no heroes. Everybody, it, they're human. Yeah. Everybody's human is what this show shows you. And that technology can sometimes steer humanity in a direction that it wants to. Yeah. Because if, like, he just sent a letter back to him being like, it's not your child. Like, and literally be like, the story. you're if not you your told DNA. Me, I'd be like, well, she you're cheated a fucking you. whore. Yeah. Cheated on me. Like. Wouldn't tell me that was my kid. I don't want nothing to do with you. Right. Yeah. I have he no would, bond to that child. Yeah. He would have moved he, on with yeah. his life. Exactly. Instead, yeah. now he's. She wasted he's five being years. interrogated by John uh, Hamm. Yeah. And he eventually, because he's in a mental institution, they took out his consciousness, put it in one of those fucking eggs, and put John Hamm in that egg, and put them in this weird, wintry situation where he thinks he's on a job or whatever. He has no yeah, idea it's why ambiguous. he's there. It's so, everything ties, it's just mm-hmm. perfectly done. Yeah, it's the, the most twist. Twilight Zone episode of yep. them all, which is why I think I like it so much. And eventually, John Hamm... Gets his man. He gets the police. They were trying to get this guy to admit to it. And he thinks he's going to get, like, some sort of reward because he's – what you don't realize is because of what happened, he eventually got caught, John Hamm's character, for what he did. And now he's blocked. He's considered a sexual predator. And he can't talk or interact with anybody. Yeah. And they can't interact with him. All he sees are yeah. those blurs. He's blocked by everybody. And they see a red mark, which means you're a sexual predator. Yeah. So people just run away. Yeah. It's it's a fucking it's great ending. Like you it's realize fucked. what a piece of shit he is. So, what it, a piece of shit everybody yeah, is. Yeah, no heroes, man. There's, there's just, no it heroes. Just, it just goes to show, right? So, and, and what 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 would be worse, right? Would you rather get caught for that crime and go to jail and not be blocked by all of society and be marked red by all of society, or would you rather go free and get what John Hamm gets at the end? It's just it's yeah. These 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 episodes make you think, and they don't leave you with a very good feeling. This one definitely was like. Ooh. I think I I wouldn't mind being stuck in the snow globe. I think I could live there, well, knowing that you had killed your. Well, I think. No, I mean, and you left one out saying, too. Killed oh, your father-in-law, and the fucking kid died too. Kid died, yeah, yeah, you you missed that part, by the by. That's okay. It happens. So I yeah, basically. So it. after after he kills the fa- the not father in law, well, but because like he's his... so upset when he's telling the story, and he's like, yeah. And John Hamm's like, why are you still so upset about all this? And he said, well, because you know, then they released how the girl, you know, ended up going out to search mm-hmm. for her whoever mm-hmm. in the snow, and I was like, Froze honest to, to God, though, honestly. This girl, like, every parent should teach their kid to dial 911 in an emergency. Yeah. There had to be a fucking phone Seemed like that, that could have been a better solution that for that little girl than to wander around in the snow. That could have been a better solution. Like, yeah. I feel like... Be like, if, yeah. if no one is coherent in your house, call 911, yeah. for fuck's sake. Like, yeah. that... Sh- she wanders off in the snow. I'm like, okay, where does she think she's going? I that's, mean... That's the only part that I five, really, like, though, don't like him. I yeah. mean, is when he does that. I I really didn't hate him. I I yeah. feel like I I know you're a kid. I know I understand, but like, you should teach your kids like in an emergency, even if the cops go to your house for fucking nothing. Yeah. Like, have them dial nine one one because if they feel threatened, they should they should do. I think that's something you teach your kids. Like that's yeah. 
I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know why she didn't dial 911. I know that but she's also... It's probably better for you know, the story that what happened to her happened to her, but... the woods, and yeah. that's probably, yeah. like... That's probably not to, like, you know, storm of the century when they're, like, you know, people going into the storm, into the snow, searching for help, like... Could be. I didn't even think of that, but... Okay. No? Maybe? Maybe. Maybe. Probably maybe. not, but... Yeah, so White Christmas... Good episode. Not in your top Dare three. Dare I say great episode. Again, just John missed. John Hamm. Just, Love him. Just missed. Just missed. Love John Hamm. Um, so while we're on that, I guess we should probably say, so Andrew, you just gave your number one, but so what just missed the top three for each of you guys? If you had one honorable mention, like what, was, what, like what was your number four that didn't make this list? Probably White Christmas. <sighs> now that you mentioned it, Shut Up and Dance. Is probably in there, yeah. And then San Junipero, that's probably the other top. Finished off the top five, like that's a phenomenal episode. Yeah. yeah, I loved Hang the DJ. I loved White Christmas. That didn't make it. I also loved White Bear from season two. That one was fucked up. Uh, I, I love the national anthem, which is the pig fucking episode. <laughs> I don't. We're really not doing it justice by saying that. That, but that, that's a good one. Um, yeah, there's 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 just so many. But yeah, okay. So, cat. Your number one. My number one is Bandersnatch. Yeah. And I knew Talk the to name me about that. Bandersnatch. You? Um, so Bandersnatch was something that came out randomly on Black Mirror. I don't know when it came out. came out in 2018. Um, 2018. I think it dropped like New Year's Eve of 2018. And it was like by itself, randomly, out of nowhere, right? Mm-hmm. If I can recall. Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden they were like, Black Mirror, Banner Snatch, boom, and they yeah. just dropped it, and all of a sudden everyone was like, ah! Well, that was, there was speculation that that's why season six wasn't so good, was because they spent so much time making Banner Snatch. Maybe. Yeah. But you know what? Banner Snatch was worth it because it has the interactive experience in a TV show that you don't get anywhere else. Like, you can't get on regular TV. Like, you can only do it on Netflix, on the app, and it's. Oh my god! You don't I, you I, don't okay, like no, Bandersnatch? Okay, no, no, no! I love the concept. They did a phenomenal job with the, the choose whole your own layout story. of it. No, they is did. Amazing. No, that's a, incredible. What a technological advancement! What a way! Like the time and the energy and all that that went into that is incredible, and I respect yeah. the shit out of that. I just think the story is kind of bleh. I think it's kind of boring. See, I, I liked it. I, liked I, it. I don't like think the it's story. bad, but I think it's kind of it's. You, so it's so, a good story. Okay, I feel like, I feel like if it had not gotten the the fanfare before it happened and the uh, the the choose your own story, if it had right. none of that and it was just the one of those stories, like the main one, it would be meh. So to preface this, Bandersnatch is a it's it's kind of a season on its own in Black. Well, Mirror. it's technically a movie, and it's a choose your own adventure. Right, so all of a sudden, like, they would have a scene, and then a little black line would pop out from the bottom, and then you would have two different options to choose from. And, like, you'd be in a scene, and it would ask you, what cereal would you like? And it would be, like, Rice Krispies or Frosted Flakes, Mm -hmm. and you'd have to choose one of them, and then go down that path. And then you'd go to the next one, and it would be, like, 
you're in the store. Do you like, you like know, which do you record punch, do you buy? Which record do you buy? Or do you punch the cashier? Mm-hmm. Like you're on, you're on the bus. Which of the two yeah. tapes like, do you want to put into your Walkman? Like yes. which, yeah, exactly. So it's, it's cool. It's cool. It's interactive. It's like I literally so awesome. looked up the graph where you could figure out every possible outcome. Yes. I spent six hours watching. We I mean, we yeah. probably did too. So don't get me wrong. I didn't think it was terrible. I literally was trying, and but I was just disappointed with most of the outcomes. I kind of was I think like, we did Neh. almost every outcome yeah. too. They weren't, yeah. There wasn't like that outcome that I was like, that's the ending. It was just yeah. like five decent endings, and it was like, well, where's the real ending? So yes. I'll chime in here too because I know this was my number two, and this I deferred conversation because I knew it was yes. your number one, right? So, so go ahead. I'm a huge fan of the choose your own adventure type stories. I grew up reading them. Shout out to Give Yourself Goosebumps, those books, because they were fucking awesome. Used to love those. Those I also read every single outcome. Um, This, I think, is the second most horror-ish episode of Black Mirror. This has uh, a lot of elements of paranoia, conspiracy theories. Andrew, I know you love conspiracy theories, so I'm surprised that you didn't think the story was that good because I think the conspiracy element is awesome. Yeah. Also, a demon that pops up in several options that you click on. you got to kind of find him a couple times, though. But when you do find him, it's creepy as fuck. Uh, yeah, he's very Darkly creepy. funny. And another one that has a phenomenal 80s soundtrack. I am a sucker for 80s music, 80s aesthetics, and this nailed it. I thought it was great. Um, I loved the choose your, the interactive element to it where you have to actually like, it's not something where you can be on your phone while you watch it because you have to pay attention. No, you, so you know which choice you yeah. want to make, which I think is a, a unique way to kind of make people actually pay the fuck attention and not and have ADD, people, which yeah. I'm hundred percent guilty of. I know sometimes like I half watch stuff when I'm on my phone. A lot of people do that. This is a good way to kind of solve for that. So I, I, I love the idea. I thought it was executed very well. I thought it was pretty creepy. A lot of dark violence. Another dark episode without really too many, if any, Oh, yeah. Happy well, outcomes. I mean, even the main character, the kid that, you know, is designing this computer game, like, his backstory is, like, his mom died on a train, mm-hmm. and it's something about his bear, his toy, and, like, you have to... Yeah, you find out what happens to his mom yeah, with the rabbit. Yeah, you find out what happens, and, like, it's... It's I have some stuff the on the rabbit, cast, too, by and... the way. Okay. Um, couple quick Easter eggs in this episode. Sure. So, uh, two of the video games, the company that he was work- designing that game for, mm-hmm. two of the games were called Nosedive. Oh. And Metalhead. Nosedive, oh, I remember nosedive. that. Both, yeah. both names, want... of, both names so of other Black Mirror episodes. Yeah. One of your favorites from your top three. Yeah. So, I mentioned the rabbit, okay? Mm-hmm. This episode is heavily influenced by Alice in Wonderland. That's probably why I like it so much. Probably, because I know you love Alice in Wonderland. I do. So, obviously, he has the rabbit. Okay. So, the term Bandersnatch originates from a fictional creature created by Lewis Carroll. It appears in his uh, poems, The Jabberwocky, and The Hunting of the Snark. The film makes several allusions to Carroll's works. Part of Butler's motivation is to find his stuffed rabbit toy. Butler is the the main kid, uh, which leads him to discover deeper secrets, comparable to Alice's quest to find the white rabbit and Alice's adventures in Wonderland. Uh, basically, Rittman, Colin, who is Will Poulter's character, and his girlfriend, Kitty, lead him into a psychedelic experience in their apartment when they take the drugs, right? Uh, correlating to the Mad Hatter's tea party from the same story, with uh, Kitty's appearance even similar to her. So she's the girlfriend, she has like the long, well, like, not the long, but like the shoulder length, like red stark hair, 
like the Mad Hatter. Oh, wow, interesting. Right? Okay. Uh, at one point, uh, Butler, the main character, travels through a mirror, which we were commenting yep. on that when we were watching earlier today, literally following the actions suggested by the title of Lewis Carroll's Through the Looking Glass. Well, because that's what Colin says mm-hmm. when he says to uh, Stefan, is it? Stephen? Stefan? Stefan. Stefan. Stefan Butler. Okay. Is the that's what I thought. Name, okay. Yeah. Um, when Stephan. Colin said to Stefan when they were taking drugs that during one of the trails you can go through. Yep. Um, he said to him that you can travel through time in mirrors, right? Didn't he say travel through time? Yes, he did. Yep, when they were tripping on acid yeah. or whatever they took, yeah. For sure, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, this one was just so trippy, and I loved it about that. I, I thought, I know you did too, so. Yeah, no, I thought it was interesting because it had a lot of, like, I mean, you can go in any direction you wanted to, and, like, if you went to any direction that all of a sudden it stopped, then it would go back to the scene that you should start from, and you should pick a different path. So, like, that was nice, too, so that you knew if you went, like, the wrong way, we'll say. Mm -hmm. Um, You can go and pick a different option and go down something else. And I think, honestly, we totally spent... (laughs) We spent... Way too much time. A lot of time. Going through all the options. Because, like, they'd go back to, like, a, a the middle of, like, the episode. And all of a sudden, you'd be like, oh, my God, I'm going down a whole other path because of one, this one choice. Like, it was yeah. just nuts. Yeah, but and it means, like, you mentioned... It's so entertaining, but at some point, I, I will say, like, at okay, some point, I've you're like, <laughs> all right, enough. Like, yeah. I don't know, like, how many other things I can figure this out. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I one thing I I also liked about it was like like you just mentioned like you pick the smallest choices and some of those small choices can lead to like a weird outcome where you actually have to like go back like two steps right. and pick again. I also really liked how meta it was, like the parts where you actually like you're communicating him to him through the computer and you can tell him that you're watching him on Netflix. Right. And he's like, what the fuck is Netflix? And you, like, it, you click tell him more and it says, Netflix is a streaming entertainment platform from the early 21st century. You're on it right now for it's my so entertainment. Funny. It's just like, it's, it's such a cool way to kind of bring all of that in. But then there's also the scene where um, he's in the, uh, the office with the, the therapist. And basically they, like, you know, it, she says to him, if this were some for somebody's entertainment, talking about like him talking about Netflix to her, she says, "Wouldn't so- there be something more interesting than watching us in this room together?" And you can right. click either "Yeah" or "Fuck Yeah." <laughs> and if you click "Fuck Yeah," they start fighting, like yeah. they break out yeah. like a full like fight. karate fight, and then it shows like all the crew behind the scenes and stuff. So it's just it's very clever, and I love the way they worked all that in. We were talking about the the Netflix part before Andrew. That was pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, I thought it was a very interesting concept. I thought they executed it well. And well, I I don't think if so, like this is just these are my personal favorites, right? This is not a reflection on or our personal favorites, excuse me, not a reflection on what necessarily the best episodes are. Our top three each, right. our favorites. No one can say what the best. Episodes While this are. might not be one of the best in the eyes of critics and the audience, I think it is one of my personal favorites. <clears throat> Anything else on? Actually, Andrew, so. What didn't you like about Bandersnatch? I know you said you didn't think the story was that good. What about what about the story specifically didn't you like? You're asking too much to want that oh, okay. answer. No, I'm just like, I don't know. It just didn't, like, I think I got too, I think. You liked it, I though. think the problem is that you got too caught up in the fucking choose your own story that I wasn't, 
I was too busy trying to figure out, and because then I eventually you stop watching. Like it becomes too much. Like I feel like it just. It's a lot. It's a great yeah. concept, yeah. but you should have like. I don't know. I just feel like for all the fucking, I feel like I can't even remember half of it because I was too busy watching it and trying to figure out what. And like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. sometimes it's it's a show. I we just want to watch it. Show me the and best. Yeah. Give me the best ending. Yeah. <laughs> how long? How long do you think we actually watched it for today? Probably was, about two hours. Yeah. We don't make me watch thirty minutes of it and then have to watch. But the you same could 30 easily minutes watch it for four hours. Well, they they do a good job. Like if they, if they send you back a choice or two, or if they yeah. they tell you you picked the wrong choice, they give you like a. Like a quick, that's true, like yeah. really quick synopsis of where you were and where what led you here, and like now pick something else. Stupid, it's pretty much what. But they it's say. like, yeah. kill your dad, and you're like, I don't yeah. want to kill my dad. Should I kill my dad? Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, okay, I killed my dad, and that's like, yeah. do you bury his body or do you chop up yeah. his body? And I'm like, oh my god, like this is so yeah. intense yeah. right now. And like, I don't it's know so funny, like when you what? actually like with the two options are either bury the body or chop up. Either the body. one like, doesn't matter. And if you click, oh no, they matter. Click chop up the body, like he looks up. Like to the heavens, and he's just like, "Oh, really?" Like to us as the viewers, yeah. It's just cool. I thought it was. I thought it was interesting. So, anything else on Bandersnatch before we go to my number one? Uh, no, no. But Bandersnatch, it's. I. Th- I feel like it's almost. Well, it's not a season of its own, but it's. It's a total. It's a. It's a really big episode on its own. Yeah, and well worth your time. Oh yeah, and you could easily spend um, anywhere from a half hour to like five hours on it. So, um, may the odds ever be in your favor. <laughs> okay. Well, with that, there's only one thing left to say, and that is my number one, which is from season three, Playtest. Oh, that's a good one. We watched that. That's today. a that's a horror one. That is the most straightforward horror episode of yeah. Black Mirror that's yes. been released. Uh, there's so much creepy shit. So basically this one, it tells the story of a guy who leaves America to escape from a family tragedy. He backpacks across the world, essentially. He starts in Australia and makes his way to London, where he ends up. He meets a girl through like a... a uh, Tinder or Bumble or whatever. He swipes left or what? I, I missed probably the, the dating, dating app thing. that's in this yeah. show. Probably actually, yeah, probably yeah. in Hang the DJ. So he finds this girl, has a one night stand, talks to her, comes to find out that the next morning he wakes up and his credit card has been hacked and all of his money is gone, so he can't buy a ticket back to America. He also has an app where he can sign up for work. Uh, basically like quick cash, like to do specific jobs. And he finds this high paying job uh, doing play tests for a huge video game company that is uh, working on a <laughs> hoods up. That's the cool thing to do right now. I was just, I just like it. Yeah. I didn't know you were yeah. going to mock me. So he finds a job working for this video game tump- company, play testing a virtual reality horror game where basically he goes there, they, physically implant something into his neck they call it a mushroom they stick it into him and it almost gives him it gives his eyes like an augmented reality sense okay so like it starts out he's in like the the first training where he it's basically just like a virtual whack-a-mole type thing harmless but then he gets put into the horror simulation where he goes to this creepy abandoned like victorian era mansion all this weird shit starts happening there's like a creepy guy that shows up in the house He's told, by the way, that nothing can hurt him. It's all audio and visual. There's no physical harm. So he sees a creepy guy in the house. 
There's a creepy painting in the creepy house that changes every time he walks by it. Uh, There's gigantic spiders with the faces of weird people. (laughs) He gets... uh, The the girl that he had the one night stand with uh, shows up and tries to kill him while her face melts away. It's just fucked. Uh, He... When he's sitting down, obviously he doesn't have his phone. He picks up uh, short stories by Edgar Allan Poe and he's reading The Raven. So it's a lot of horror references. It's the scariest episode, I think. And then you come to find out one of the things that he's hiding from was his dad died from early onset Alzheimer's. And this game basically pulls on your personal fears, it reads your mind, and it scares you based on what scares you in your brain. So at the end of the, the, of the quote-unquote play test, uh, he starts forgetting everything and essentially turning into what his father was. And at the very end, before they pull him out of this play test, he doesn't even know who he is. And then you see him basically come out of it, He gets the money to leave Europe, flies back to America, and he's been avoiding his mom the whole time and ignoring her phone calls because he doesn't know how to communicate with her after the death of his dad. He walks into his house, sees his mom, and his mom doesn't know who he is. So it's implied that she also has early onset Alzheimer's. Then the extra twist at the end, which is the most horrifying twist, There's an element of this where the girl that he slept with is a big video gamer, and she says, oh, hey, when you go in there, you should try and take photos of all this top-secret shit this video game developer is building because it'd be worth way more money than what you're going to get paid for this playtest. So he uh, takes pictures, forgets to turn his phone off, and when he gets plugged in for the playtest, it's shown that everything he saw was a simulation and the phone interference from his mom calling him when they were implanting him with that thing killed him. Within like 0.04 with seconds. With 0.04 seconds. Basically, in the last shot of the whole thing is him like in the chair having a seizure just saying, Mom, Mom, Mom. And then you see the phone was ringing with his mom calling him. And that's ultimately what ended up killing him. So all that stuff that played beforehand. That's a like, phenomenal that episode. Yeah, awesome. 0.04 under underappreciated. I feel like it's 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 very dark and that very is, scary, yeah. and it, that's why it's my personal favorite. That one's but I feel like this one is not really considered amongst the top of Black Mirror episodes. But not, for me, no, it's, it's my number it's one, very scary. far and away. Yeah. When we were talking about doing this episode about ranking Black Mirror episodes, I knew immediately this was going to be my number one. But you know what's so funny? I knew I knew Doug in this episode before I knew Doug. In Lodge Dud. 49. Dud, and yes. They're Dud. essentially the same Sorry, character. Yeah. Doug, Dud. Yes. No, they're awesome. And I love both Dud and... Uh, Cooper. Cooper. Cooper, yep. Yeah, so... Um, he's awesome. He so she's referring to uh awesome up-and-coming actor by the name of Wyatt Russell, who is Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn's son, and he looks exactly like his fucking I dad. didn't know that! Love Kurt Russell. Oh, no, 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 I didn't know he was Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn's son. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he looks, uh, he looks well, just like Kurt Russell with blonde hair, pretty much. He, like, um, you know Kurt Russell in The Thing, Andrew? Mm-hmm. He looks exactly like that. Oh, I feel like both, I've seen, but yeah. blonde hair and blonde hair. Yeah, gear. I know who you're talking yeah. about. Yes, yeah, so he was in. Um, he was in that uh, Nazi zombie movie that came out last year or two years ago, Overlord. Did you see that? That was great. He was in that. Is that the s- second sequel to? Um, 
zombies on the or no Nazis on the moon or whatever that movie. No, is. no, no, no. It's just, it's an original. Great. Like they thought it was going to be a Cloverfield movie at first. Oh, okay. Because it was produced by Bad <laughs> Bad Robot, like J.J. Abrams, and they do all the Cloverfield Robot. movies. No. Ended up Plus. not being one, but it's like they it's it's a it's an American. It's during World War II, and uh, American troopers invade a certain part of France where there are Nazis that develop a serum that can turn corpses into reanimated zombies. Oh, cool. Awesome. It's on Prime Video right now. Watch it. Uh, you'll thank me later. But yeah, uh, Wyatt Russell's awesome. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I loved, right loved this episode. No, oh, scratching my face. A uh, couple of quick Easter eggs from this episode real quick, okay? Easter eggs. So when uh, he sits down to start the play test, there are symbols on the table for the game pieces that are the same symbol from the White Bear episode from Season 2. Uh, there is an, a magazine that the video game developer picks up while he's talking to Wyatt Russell's character, Cooper. It's Edge magazine, and the headline of the magazine is Inside TCKR, Turning Nostalgia into a Game, and TCKR is the company that created San Junipero. You know whose favorite oh. magazine that would be? Edge magazine? That would be my favorite <laughs> magazine. There you go, buddy. All right. Uh, Do you have, like, Brazzers? Brazzers. Yeah, it's been yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah. It's been yeah. a while. Great. I'm not talking about poop this week. I'm talking about edging. Oh, good. Okay, great. So one of the things, this this this, uh, this episode kind of has some uh, video game <laughs> references in here. And one video game series, I don't play a lot of games. One I really love is the Bioshock series. I love Kingdom Hearts. Yes, you do. Uh, in the first Bioshock game, if you're familiar with the plot at all, uh, basically at the end there's a huge reveal where the main character is essentially uh, being mind-controlled uh, by the villain the entire time. And the phrase that the villain uses to uh, control the main character is, would you kindly? Uh, basically, during the simulation, one of the video game developers asks Cooper, would you kindly open the door? Which is a direct reference to Bioshock. Which, for me... I'm a nerd. Love Bioshock. That's the best way to start a sentence. Yeah. Would you kindly suck my penis? Would you kindly <laughs> open that door? Would you kindly suck my penis? Would you kindly yes. open the door? And the Bioshock game is also on the girl he has the one night stands with, uh, her shelf. So, yeah. Although, you know what I'd be more likely to say? Would you angrily suck my penis? <laughs> oh my Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, that's better. <laughs> I don't know. I don't about want that. someone to angrily suck. I want you to angrily suck. Yeah. If you're gonna suck my penis, do it angrily or Jesus fuck Christ, off. No. Uh, so, shoo recap. We have talked about in these uh, nine episodes that three were each of our favorites: Shut Up and Dance, Bandersnatch, Playtest, White Christmas, The Entire History of You, Black Museum, Nosedive, and San Junipero. Uh, if you have not seen these episodes, again, Black Mirror is an anthology series. You can watch them in any order; doesn't matter oh. because they're all their own. Another one stories. if you want to get outside. This, mm-hmm. I would recommend uh, "Be Right Back." I yeah, "Be Right Back" is a good one that's too. That's a good one. Yeah, has the uh, the guy We're that plays it, but... guy that plays General Hux in uh, the Star oh, Wars movies. Yeah, that's yeah, he's right. The dead boyfriend. That red headed. Yeah, to watch that next time. Is he right yeah. So uh, yeah, so check out Black Mirror. We've been going on about it for quite a while because it's an awesome show. No, this is this was this is actually it is right now, but we might be doing some editing. So holy cow! Anyway, might be anything else before we wrap up, folks? I think we've talked enough. Yeah, I think we're good. All right, here's where you can find us on the following social media platforms: on Facebook at Home America's Hometown Horror Podcast, on Twitter at Hometown Horror, on Instagram at Hometown Horror Pod. You can also email us, which no one has yet to do, at hometownhorrorpodcast at gmail.com. You can also subscribe to our podcast on the following platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, and wherever else 
you like to listen to your podcasts. My name is Mike. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Kat and Andrew. Say goodbye to you guests, folks. Good evening. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening, and if you're looking for other podcasts to listen to, you can check out the other podcasts on the Art Podcast Network. We have Retro Redoctopus, we have America's Hometown Horror, Bar Talk, Old Colony Cast, and of course, Inebriart. So you can check those out wherever podcasts are found. Like, comment, and subscribe so we can reach more listeners, and thanks for listening.